1: What's up, guys? And welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Woo!
0: That is loud. Yeah, it's super loud. loud. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I'll turn you down, Brittany. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but guys, hey, welcome back this week. We're having a brand new episode. Woo! We got uh, some older movies that we're going to be talking about today. We, uh, I picked two movies that Brittany said she was really excited to watch. So uh, did you have you ever seen these movies before? I've
0: seen one. The
1: one. Okay. So we're going to be talking about today, Demon Seed and Altered States. So two movies I felt were kind of similar, even though yeah. their topics aren't really the same. So we're going to be calling this episode, Go Home Science, You're Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we pull them out of our ass here around here, folks, so just go suck it, All right. <laughs> What was that, like a...
0: It's pulling it out of the ass. Oh. <laughs> I <don't know.
1: laughs> Dude, I was like, what are you, sucking on... Huffing on someone's butthole? Is that that noise?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was like the drag queen pop. I just ended up doing <laughs> Alex is dead. Sorry. I'm taking over. <laughs> Sorry. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old.
1: Uh, but yeah, guys, so we're going to have... We're going to be doing that here in a little bit, but first, how have you been, Brittany? How's your party, your extravaganza, oh, lust? Horrible. Horrible.
0: No, I'm just kidding. It was great. (laughs) It was fun. Last was a blast. We had a really good time. Yeah. As always. We always have fucking fun, but yeah.
1: I'll make it one of these days. Do it on a Friday and I'll come.
0: No, Fridays are fucking stupid. (laughs) Everyone hates Fridays.
1: (laughs) Well, that's why you got to make it better.
0: Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, we had a really good time. A lot of really good bands, a lot of really cool performances, just all around good people. Nice. You know, there was- Did it go late? General debauchery and shenanigans. Yeah, it usually goes till about- at least 2.30, close to 3.
1: Was anybody shitting on each other? I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> no, we didn't have a two I, no, girls, hey, one cup situation. Sorry,
1: no king-shaming. I'm sorry. I'm just... Uh, unfortunately. Just being a silly dude.
0: I think it was the last one, or maybe the one before that, though, where we covered the boys' bathroom in blood, and... Oh, nice. ...all took pictures in there, and there was, like, naked chicks and toilet fucking, and it was not actual fucking a toilet, oh, but yeah, fucking yeah, on yeah. the toilet, and, like, yeah, it was... It was how, pictures how are great. How clean are those? Not... <laughs> Those pictures are great. Yeah, and Mo they, took those. Last and time I remember, I love
1: the rogue and everything, but the bathrooms.
0: Yeah, it seemed yeah, better days. they they made it even worse that night. So, but yeah, <laughs> it was good times. Um, well, that that didn't happen this time. I feel like this was like pretty tame. Right. This was a more tame last event in comparison to prior years. I don't okay. know why that was. It was still just as raunchy and fucked up and crazy as it always is. But yeah. I felt like this year we didn't have as much. To, like debauchery
1: as <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but... it's a sad state of affairs when you know that there's just not enough debauchery. There wasn't enough, but, but it's, it's okay. It's, but typically, this is probably too much for some people. You know, that's oh, the oh, funny yeah. thing. I was like, we had it. so
0: many newbies that have like never been to a, a lust event before, or, like don't ever go to events like this ever, and like they were like, what the fuck? It's like where were you? <laughs> like,
1: it's like where were you when you saw like, your first fisting? Yeah, like you know, where
0: were you? Oh, I can tell you where I was. <laughs> I can tell you exactly where I was. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I can too. Actually, <laughs> it was at a warehouse party that Dark Mark was DJing when he first started DJing, and it was a Old Spirit Halloween store that they oh, had this yeah!
1: fucking party at. Where they had that whole fucking oh uh, what was it? The mortuary? Yes. Room? Yes. That I place was that.
0: fucking sick. By that the way, it was awesome, dude. That was we, cool,
1: dude. Guys, we got the party in this fucking uh, like basically a haunted house, like a it
0: was, like, yeah it like was a, a Halloween
1: house. one, like a fun house.
0: It used it was a Spirit Halloween. Right, and
1: they had this house that looked like and a real Halloween, house. It was
0: also a haunted house, like, right. they, and that's where we went. That's where they had the um, zombie paintball shooting. That's where they do that. Oh, every we might
1: year. not be able to say this actually. Why? I think of it. <laughs> Why? Because I know it was like a real secretive thing, too. Oh,
0: well, that was a long time ago. It's fine. It's
1: for our friend's birthday. We won't say who. That was like five years who. ago.
0: Yeah. More than that. That was like seven years ago. Fuck that. I remember long that. time ago. It was so BYOB. Yeah, it was a blast. But yeah, yeah so Jenny and I, like, we had been there for all of 10 minutes. It's early as fuck in the night, right? And like, we're going to try and find the bathroom or somewhere to smoke or whatever the fuck we're doing. And there was like a big bondage party too it was a bondage mm-hmm. party it was a fetish event it was like a fetish thing and so we look we are walking Back to, the to fist try thing. and find the bathroom and we look over our shoulder and there is this guy getting his asshole fisted by a chick
1: that's talent
0: and jenny and i are like what the fuck what happened to my like, life i think we're probably i maybe was freshly 21 22 ish i don't even oh, know so this was the but i might not have even been this 20- is the butt. Yeah. I was, oh wow. I might not have even been 21. This was that long ago. Yeah. In good times. Well, so, yeah, I, I was, was like, what the fuck is happening? Like <laughs> Jenny and I are just like standing there looking into a gaping asshole, and then some chick starts fisting it and I'm like
1: If you listen closely, you can hear the wind of the ocean. You can hear the ocean. <laughs> Go, I remember the first time I saw- Bro, you got
0: seagulls in there? Like, what the fuck?
1: I remember the first time I saw someone elbow deep. Uh, it was uh, at that mansion party that they used to have. It was many there all the time. <sighs> and uh, I, I, there was the back room where everybody would go to hang out to kind of like get away from it all. Yeah. And I just there was like a tub right there, and I remember walking by and going, Oh, hey,
0: <laughs> nice, to, nice to
1: nice to, I'd shake your head, but uh I
0: broke a metal spatula on someone's ass at a mansion party once. <laughs> he had a, fucking spatula shaped bruises and like welts and cuts. Just like,
1: like with like little all holes. All over his
0: body. Yeah, the, holes. Or like, the it lines. It was straight spatula like lines yeah. and shit. Like yeah. hole shape and then the lines in the middle. And it was Johto. We did it to Johto. <laughs> And he had fucking bruises and cuts and shit all over his entire fucking body, and I ended up breaking the fucking spatula on him. It was oh, a goddamn fucking awesome. Well, uh, good times.
1: Other than that,
0: <laughs> I'm like, I can keep going. No, no, all no, these no, stories. No. I have so many. I, I bet
1: you everybody's like reeling in horror.
0: <laughs> I, know, I bet you they're not. <laughs> they're probably like, what the hell? They're like,
1: wow, what's in this world? I'm like,
0: let me tell you a more recent fetish <laughs> story that I came across. Well, I've actually
1: been super fucking busy. I've been uh, behind the scenes like we've we've cut back to like, you know, one episode a week, which has been really helpful. I don't think I would have been able to get this shit done. I did in the past couple of days had I had we not done that. Like, there's just no fucking way. For sure. Um, But I, I finally finished the song for the short that's coming out. I also did some sort of intro thing. Um, man, I've just been busting away at like stuff. So I'm like, like having that off my plate. I was severely stressed about it because I haven't been writing music every day. So, but it just came to me. You got to hear this track. So, and you liked it, right? It
0: was awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really not good. It. I liked it a lot. I I,
1: I was trying to feel <laughs> around to see if she really did like it, but she said she wouldn't. She would tell me if she didn't like. I it. I would tell you if I didn't like it. <laughs> You would know. So eventually, guys, you will hear that. I can't say just when or what. You did hear it on my birthday on the live stream before the the words came in or the lyrics and everything, the singing. The words. The words. <laughs> there was words in it. Noob. <laughs> anyway, but I'm, I am just so relieved. Like, that takes so much pressure off my fucking back. Like fuck man and like and now i can focus a little bit more back on the website which has been struggling a little bit there uh but we we do have some people coming on here soon we got a lot of interviews coming up guys so uh you're going to want to stick around for that next week in fact uh we're going to have the director of low life on Ryan Prowse. And uh, I'm super excited about that because I love the movie. It's really good guys. So here's your fucking warning to watch the movie. I don't know that he's going to spoil anything, but we are afterwards going to talk about low life and like what our thoughts about it are. And we'll save the spoilers for the very, very end. We'll try. We'll, tr- yeah. Well, no, I definitely will because I don't want to ruin it. I never like to ruin new movies, especially like if it's an older movie. Like uh, I don't feel so bad, but yeah. So, guys, we'll have that next week. But I think it might be that time, Brittany.
0: Horseshit. Wait. I did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Horseshit. Ready? No. You ready? <laughs> okay. Horror, horror shots! shots!
1: All right, guys, so we're back and we're going to be doing our horse shots. And today we're going to be doing it for the movie Altered States. Now, we've taken a few ingredients that uh, it's probably not our. Finest moment. It's fucking gross, guys. <laughs> uh, if, if you guys listened to last week's, that was probably the worst one, unfortunately.
0: No, Marty Party's still the worst. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Marty Party's still the worst. I don't that know. That was hell.
1: Uh-huh. Well, this one might be a little bit better than last week, and we haven't tried it yet because we do this in our minds first, and then we put it together and try it for ourselves. Very rarely do we do it before, unless it's like a Jello shot. And you yeah, do...
0: Jello shots we eat like you, ten. Before you have we record. to record. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this one's called Sensory Mutation, which is a play on words because they do sensory deprivation in the movie Altered States. So we thought we'd play with that. So now get your cups out, get your shot glasses. <laughs> Pull down your pants and let Uncle... (laughs)
0: Bend over. Let me fist your assholes.
1: Let Uncle Alex pour in some
0: alcohol. All
1: right. I feel feel like I'm like... It reminds me of the butt thing where they did uh, in Johnny Knoxville or whatever. Or fucking like Steve-O where he did the butt chug. Gross. Yeah. Oh, and you got sick?
0: Yeah, you get fucked up because that's the fastest way to absorb anything. Oh, is through fuck your that. That's such a bad idea. Oh, my God. We were watching fucking Intervention one day, and there was this chick that was doing heroin through her butthole. Ugh. And I'm like, what?
1: Well, now that you guys are appetized do do and that? ready for your shots, all we're going to do.
0: <laughs> she, like, would bend over and like squirt the heroin in her butthole
1: okay that's enough that's and that's, that's she, enough oh, Brittany I didn't know you this could do that this is a Christian
0: radio show <laughs> I just didn't know you could do that I was fascinated
1: <laughs> no, was, oh yeah it's,
0: it's yeah fuck yeah you
1: could do it what isn't
0: that I mean fu- I guess if you can if it fits you put it up there oh, right there was, so, oh I, mean, I
1: was watching uh, Future Man and he was blowing coke. That's what it was. He was he made like a chain straw where you can like hook all the straws together,
0: like Andy Dwyer. And then he s- he
1: like put coke in the end and it made it bend around into his asshole and he blew it. <laughs> anyway, guys, sorry need to watch feature man. Little derailed, but what you're going to use for this sensory mutation is you're going to be putting in about a half mm. a shot of tequila. I'm going
0: to fight you. Cause tequila makes me fight people. Let's do it. I'll kill you. Just
1: like have a a fuck knock over the monitors.
0: Fuck it.
1: So a half a shot. I've always
0: wanted to flip a table.
1: Half a (laughs) shot of uh, the tequila. And then a fun one that you guys love is a half a shot of Fireball, which we've never done tequila and Fireball, I don't think. Uh, So this ought to be interesting. uh, Um, We're also going to be doing one ingredient, because I always feel like three ingredients is a, you got to have at least three. You always 'Cause do, otherwise right. it's just somebody else's drink, right?
0: Otherwise, who cares?
1: It's hard to make up drinks because I'm sure some of the ones we've made somebody's made.
0: Well, probably.
1: But uh so here, check this out, guys. The last ingredient. It's kinda like, you know, when you do your, your tequila shots and you do your salt and your lime, but we're pouring in just a little bit of imitation lime on top. Just a little bit. Sorry,
0: real lime juice? You're giving me imitation it's, lime juice? Well,
1: I don't know. It says sweetened
0: You bastard
1: lime juice. So it's
0: light lime juice with sugar in it? I guess. That's a thing. Just give me another. That is a huge shot. That is not even a huge shot. It's a, it's a, it's
1: a, it's a full shot. That is
0: not a shot. Yes, it is. No, oh, it's like two shots.
1: Don't, don't sip it. Whatever you do. Oh god. Because we don't know how this is gonna taste, guys. You ready to get out of the rabbit hole with us, folks? Mm. All right. First, uh, live puking of me right now. You ready?
0: Cheers. Cheers. Oh no.
1: It's actually not bad. You're drinking it slow.
0: Yeah, it's kind of good. I actually kind of like it.
1: It's not bad at all. <clears throat> it kind of works together really well. I mean, the fireball what? fireball uh. pokes its head through. So if you're not a fan of fireball, maybe put in like three fourths a shot of tequila. Yeah, I got a the little...
0: sweet lime juice at the end. Yeah, I know. It was like, It was, like, all, f- hot. Don't it like was that. all like
1: like a bead of water, like like skimming across the top. You know. <laughs> Yeah, guys, that's uh, the sensory mutation. And if you would like to try the sensory mutation, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag, Horror Shots, now.
0: Horror Shots! Woo! But that's it for
1: Horror Shots. All right, guys, so we haven't done news in a little bit, uh, but we're going to do it today. we got a few things that are uh, popping up in the news because it's the fucking news!
0: Here is the fucking news!
1: Okay, guys, so we're back. We're going to do the news now. We're going to talk about a few things that you probably care about. Maybe. Hopefully. Let's see. First of all, there's a new Gremlins movie, and it isn't a sequel. What? Yep. It has been confirmed to be a fucking reboot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Columbus, not the sailor who sailed across the sea, uh, actually confirmed that the Gremlins will be a reboot and also put down the chances of a goonies sequel. No. So, well, I mean if they're already fucking harpooning for a fucking reboot. First of all, there should be a sequel. It shouldn't matter. It should be able they should be able to come up with some fucking story. It's like, come on, man, you could figure it out. Anybody that's a fan of Gremlins could have think of something and then have somebody else fine tune it because it's been so long. You just got to you got to make a shot in the dark because you what you're going to do is you're going to make a reboot and maybe it could be good, but why right like, they're going to try to fuck up the fucking gremlins. They'll make them all CGI. You know yeah, they will. Yeah, they're
0: going to, yeah.
1: And, and that's one thing I wrote, I posted. I was Everybody's like, look. fucking lazy. It, whatever it turns out to be, it better be fucking practical effects or fuck you. Yeah. Well,
0: no, they're going to be lazy and cheap and they're going to go CGI. They're not going to go practical, nothing.
1: Think Think of it this way. If they couldn't think of a way to make a sequel for a movie that pretty much reiterates itself in every fucking sequel of the two that are out, mm-hmm. what are you going to do any differently? Like, I just don't understand. Like, I, I, I or what? Why couldn't you come up with something just a little bit different and do the same scenario? Oh, well, Gizmo gets caught again.
0: <laughs> the, the gremlins are up there. They're hijinks. Why think of new ideas when they can just rehash old ones? Well,
1: it's like if they're not willing to put in the time to make a new story, they're not. then you know they're not going to put in the time to put in fucking practical effects. They're
0: not. They're not going to fucking want to pay somebody to create fucking puppets and shit. They're not going to fucking do it. Uh, they're not going to do it.
1: That's the heart and soul of that fucking Yeah, and this, movie. Is,
0: this is why... This shit's like not fucking happening. And it,
1: it, guys, you know me. I'm okay with reboots. I'm okay with fucking remakes and shit. I'm not like Mister. I hate everything. <sighs> and let's argue and bitch about something. I
0: kind of hate everything. So I just think, think that
1: that I mean that's a movie that you really take the time with. And and, in, and a way to to not piss people off about a franchise is by making a sequel. Mm-hmm. You can piss people off and they can be like, ah, oh, well, that was a bad one. Because every franchise has bad ones. Right. So, like, you know, and a lot of... Whoa. Sorry. You doing all right?
0: Smack the thing.
1: She's like, fuck you, Mike.
0: Fuck this, Mike.
1: <laughs> but it's like a lot of franchises, I mean, you have tons of shitty movies in those. You know what I mean? And, like, no offense to Halloween, but there's some pretty bad ones in yeah, there. Yeah, like the Season of the Witch. No! I refuse and reject you. The worst one! It is not the worst one. It is just the least Michael Myers. So it is just a standalone movie that they try to do. You know the story, right? Yeah, I know. Okay, well, we have
0: this argument every time we talk about. I, know, I
1: get mad. I get mad it's because fun. I found a uh, new love for it. One of my buddies, I Ken King, the bear
0: every time. <laughs> Ken
1: King, who's in the Do You Love Horror group that we run, uh, he actually rewrote and remade. Uh, version of it and from what i can recall and i hope i'm not spilling the beans here for you ken but we were talking about when we because we came up with the movie idea because i was like hey have you seen season of the witch because it's like i never gave it a chance with like separate eyes and just to look at it as a movie by itself right i said i've never done that i just hated it because it wasn't a good michael myers movie right and he was like yeah you know that's a probably a good one to remake because it's not a good movie like it's not you know a favorite but it's got a cool premise you know what i mean uh it's bad shit the original but we so he was like what if the masks like turn people crazy and so he wrote this whole script he sent it to me once but i never have fucking time for anything i can't even read this side of a cereal box (laughs) so but we don't even have cereal so that's probably why
0: i love cereal (laughs) Christ checks life.
1: (laughs) Christ checks. Is that what you said? Oh, 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 yes.
0: Christ checks. I eat Jesus. Every
1: day. In other news, though, guys, Alexander Aha, the Hills Have Eyes director who remade it, speaking of reboots.
0: Which was a great one.
1: Yeah, it was actually really fun. Really
0: fucking good.
1: Um, He actually is making a VR game called, or, or just called VR, it's called Campfire Creepers. Now, he's a, a lot of people have kind of, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but there are a, a niche group of people who are experiencing VR, whether it be on their cell phone, Rich Sony people. PlayStation, uh um, Uh, Oculus Rift or even on the Steam Vive. But apparently uh, he's at the Tribeca film festival this week and he's also going to come to the Oculus Rift and Gear VR headsets this weekend and uh, he's going to be doing two episodes of Campfire Creepers which stars Robert England who is obviously best known for Freddy Krueger while the second episode plays with the dynamic between camp counselors and children they're entrusting with the things that can go wrong with tensions between the two groups rise in the middle of the forest on a full moon night so you can kind of imagine this is what they have to say aha says all storytelling started around the campfire he said the perfect technology for all so and i will say this like for those of you who don't play games or don't experience horror games and you are horror fans i've got to say like i get more out of a horror video game like scare wise scare the shit out of me than i would ever get with a movie these days, not that I don't like like both of these are art mediums of art. Right. But, you know, I I, I probably appreciate film a little bit more when it comes to horror. But if you want to have an experience and you want to go on that little fucking, you know, ride, go play a fucking horror game. I'm yeah, telling you,
0: I used to play. Um, it was like Hellraiser in space video game.
1: What? Oh, wait, what? Oh, Dead Space. Yes! Yeah.
0: I love that fucking game. That shit is terrifying. I used to, like, watch my ex play it and scream.
1: That's got some pretty good atmosphere in it. Like, it scared the
0: shit out of me just watching it, and then when I tried to play it, I was like, nope, and fucking threw there. And that's kind of,
1: that's kind of a little bit more on the mainstream list. There is so many.
0: Oh, yeah. Independent. I'm not a gamer, so, like, anything that I know is going to be, like, mainstream as fuck. Like, Silent Hill scares the shit out of me when I try and play it, like... Any silent. Sure. No,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah. But you know, just like, imagine that what I was getting to left the
0: point <laughs> like
1: The point I was getting to though is is that not just, just playing it on the screen, like on a screen in front of you is is that much more intense than watching a movie most times. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine putting on a VR headset and experiencing yeah, something no, like that? Thank you. It's pretty intense, I'm dude. Good. I
0: don't even go to haunted houses, so <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not, I,
1: I don't know, I get scared like a little bitch. I've been playing a lot of, like, independent horror games on the stream lately.
0: VR shit, like, just, I don't know. I don't I don't like it. I
1: don't know if I can I handle like it, guys. It. I like did,
0: I did this whole thing, because Jenny has the VR headset thing that you put the phone on, you know? Right. And she put that's on, the Gear VR. Yeah, she put yeah. on the this, like, um, shark dive, like, cage, great white shark right. thing for me, which was amazing, because that's, like... My dream to do, and so I'm watching this like crying because it was amazing, and I'm like, oh, this is so Dude, cool. people, I've seen videos. Like, okay, do this uh, horror movie thing, I'm like, no. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> like, people play no.
1: VR with those headsets, and I just think to myself, you are brave.
0: Yeah, no fucking brave thank you.
1: individual.
0: I don't trust myself like not to run into shit, break stuff. Like I absolutely not. And then like the horror games, mm-hmm. something fucking jumps at me, I'm gonna freak out. Yeah, I like, I just no.
1: I really like I like it. I think there's a lot of immersion and. I'm Apparently oh, Alexandra awesome. Aha really believes that. He went on further to say, as a director, I'm always looking for immersion. Oh,
0: uh, well, I think it's great. The technology's great.
1: He said VR may be the tool we've been dreaming about for so long.
0: Yeah, it's dope. So,
1: so he's 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 got all the chips on the table. He's ready to lose it all for this, apparently, it seems like. He's probably testing it out. He's probably got a little bit of money and they're like, Oh yeah, let's see what you can do.
0: You know what they need to do with that? Hmm. Concerts.
1: Oh, they are. That's what Facebook wants to do. Good. They own Oculus Rift. Good.
0: Yeah. I hate that's going why to fucking Facebook concerts. bought
1: VR is so that they could have social interaction. But you know, so eh, you know, things aren't too uh, hot on the Facebook front, right? Lately, so uh,
0: yeah, I posted about this like once, like two years ago or something. Is like, why do they not have like a pay per view thing for like any fucking concert that's live streamable that I can sit at home in my fucking underwear, drinking my own fucking whiskey, watching the yeah. band I want to fucking why watch?
1: Why stare at your phone I, when you're at the concert when you could be in home with a headset on? And
0: I don't want to be next too to, I hate <laughs> concerts, like I love them, but I hate them. Like, Dude, you just
1: charge it like a pay-per-view event. I'm always
0: next to fucking assholes every time that like talk throughout the entire show or they bump into me or they spill shit on me or whatever, <laughs> or they're fucking annoying. I mean, that's where or it's Or I'm behind tall assholes and I'm tall. Right. Or I'm behind people that record the entire fucking show on their phone and I have to watch it through their phone and then I get pissed. So I'm super stoked because I'm going to Jack White. Yeah, and that's a, con- a phone free concert. They oh, make good. You, yeah. They make you lock your phones up. I've heard about. I
1: heard about him doing. They're that. They're getting
0: into that now. Like that's a big thing in big concert venues. Is they're starting to do that where they have that that bo- those lock boxes that you have to lock your phones in. Yeah, and I'm like good. I'm I sure somebody will sneak around it. with
1: one, but oh, and
0: somehow they'll figure it out. But I don't care. that will be one person that hopefully will not be anywhere near me. <laughs>
1: but what do you guys? What do you guys think, though? I mean, do you like VR? Are you interested in VR? Uh, do you think it's the wave of the future? I think personally, we're like five, 10 years at least at least out from it being a thing, because I, from the people who I know who play VR, especially games, they go, yeah, it's cool. But like, I feel a little nauseous after like an hour or two. Yeah. And even that's what. People who aren't as sensitive to it, but there are a large group of people who are very sensitive to it. Uh, it's not for somebody with uh, epilepsy or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's
0: like exclusionary to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, I honestly wouldn't mind sitting on my couch and watching a movie like that, like no, laying I think, down. Yeah, and
0: I think it's great, like I said, for like a concert thing. Or something like that, like where you don't have to move your head all around to experience shit. But like when the game, when you watch games and you do shit like that, you have to move all around to view other spots. Right. You know, and I'm like, and that makes me dizzy too. And I'm like, fuck, man.
1: I would want to watch some of those first person movies that they do. Like we did in Hotel Inferno. like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That or like Hardcore Henry or whatever. Yes, I
1: love that movie.
0: That would be fucking cool.
1: But, hey, guys, what about this? What would you think about winning a chance to have $25,000 towards making a feature-length horror film? Well, here's your chance. Uh, Apparently, there's an opportunity here that uh, a couple of uh, producer companies that do movies, movies, uh, there's a, uh, I'll read it from the top here. It's basically, with the announcing of its communal nightmares crowdfunding rally, The Good Folks at Seed and Spark, a tireless, filmmaker-friendly crowdfunding and SVOD organization. Uh, they're with 3311 Productions, who did the movie It Follows, and uh, distributor The Orchard from uh, Georgia, I believe, that uh, did the movie Creep. Uh, they do a lot of documentaries as well. Uh, they want to make help make your dream come true. If you're chosen, $25,000 to a first look distribution deal and experienced executive producers could be your way to be coming could be coming your way so uh basically here's how you can enter you will first need to basically create a seed and spark campaign for your feature-length horror film idea by tuesday may 1st you want to be passionate and exciting and slightly scary if your campaign is approved it will be live from may 14th to june 15th Throughout those four weeks, you will need to raise a minimum of $7,500 for your campaign, in addition to providing that there's a strong potential audience by gaining 1,000 campaign followers. Uh, Campaign contributors er are included in your follower count, by the way. And if you make it that far, you will officially be a campaign finalist and asked to make a 30-second video update identifying why your project is blood-dripping ready to go into production and why it requires the genre of horror to be told If you're chosen, your film gets $25,000 for production purposes, a first-look distribution deal with The Orchard, and executive producer roles provided by The Orchard and 3311 Productions. So the deadline's May 1st, 2018, so you're going to want to submit your campaign, and we'll include the link below, guys, if you are interested in that. I know we have some filmmakers that listen. Hell, fuck, we make up our own fucking movies here, but we'd have to make it a reality, so there'd be a lot of work. Uh, But I think there's a couple movies that we've made up that I, I think we could do, so maybe we'll enter. They had something similar like this before, uh, where I, I can't remember which company it was. But maybe it was Shutter or something like that, where they were going to give you like a ton of money to make a feature film if your idea was really good. And I choked. I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like
0: farts. Well, I do.
1: <laughs> I do so much. But I mean, would you guys be interested? For those of you who have like a little bit of an idea of a, a movie that you've always wanted to see, would you submit that? If so, why not try it, guys? It's worth a shot. Even if you don't, maybe it'll get a bug up your ass to start doing something yourself. Also, at the Venice Film Festival, they're going to be honoring David Cronenberg with a Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, which I think is highly deserved. I think Cronenberg is one of the best directors uh, most influential and in a lot of he started his own genre pretty much. Yeah, uh, body horror. Um, he's one of my favorite directors. I love Videodrome. I love Naked Lunch. I like a ton of his movies. Um, he's gotten a little bit different as he's gotten a little bit older. You know, he's done some more some stuff that he probably always wanted to try his hand at, uh, which aren't bad. I definitely enjoy them. But uh, he's going to be honored at the Venice Film Festival. Uh, With its golden lion for lifetime achievement. So it says in a statement, Venice artist director Alberto Barbera praised Cronenberg for managing to venture beyond the constraints of the horror genre from the start of his career and having shown that he wants to take his audiences well beyond the cinema of exploitation. So he's 75 now. We announced I uh, posted all over the place because he's my he's my boy. Uh, But Cronenberg said, I've always loved the golden lion of Venice, a lion that flies on golden wings. That's the essence of art, isn't it? The essence of cinema. It will be almost unbearably thrilling to receive a golden lion of my own. So that's going to be coming up. Uh, It'll be running the festival run August 29th to September 8th. For those of you who are out there and listening, I fucking love you. And I wish I could be there. So, But yeah, I don't know. Uh, You like Cronenberg stuff? Yep. I'm pretty much a nut about him. I wish I, you know, I mean, there's a side of me. It's like, I just wish he would have kept going the video drum route. But, you know, things change, you know, like you can only do so many movies. And yeah, I don't know. It probably gets a little boring to do the same style. Sure. He's done Scanners. He's done fucking The Fly. Uh, he's done fucking the remake of Fly, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did um, uh, The Brood. He did. Videodrome is one of my favorite. Existens, I love. Naked Lunch I love. Like, everything that he's touched, there's just this artistic style about him that I just fucking adore. Any of you guys listening now, are you fans of Cronenberg? And what is your favorite movie? Please sound off in the comments. But uh, also in the news, we actually just got a new poster that's revealed for the new Halloween movie that Danny McBride has been a part of. It looks like he's missing an eye, too, which is true to the character because Laurie Strode stabbed him in the eye with a fucking coat hanger. So they're kind of sticking true to it. Although, have you seen the picture? Oh, yeah. You did see it. Okay, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people were making fun of it. They're like, oh, sad J- or sad Jason, sad Michael Myers. No, oh,
0: I think it's dope.
1: It's like he kind of looks like the thinker. And somebody, some people were saying that the mask is old and tattered because he's old.
0: He is old. <laughs> I know.
1: Well, legitimately, but this is supposed to be part three.
0: It looks fine, people. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I swear to God. I don't, I
1: don't know why people get upset Everyone's about it. Everyone's
0: so fucking nitpicky about everything. It's, it's so irritating. It's just his face. It's not even anything like to... exactly.
1: Yeah, and he, and he's missing an eye. That's about... he looks
0: the way he should look. Leave yeah. it the fuck alone. Poor sad
1: Michael. Poor
0: sad Michael. Poor sad you. Fuck you.
1: Cue the Michael.
0: The world's <laughs> smallest violin. For just
1: five cents a day, you can feed a poor sad Michael Myers. <laughs> Just donate now. The link is all below.
0: Get a free T-shirt.
1: In <laughs> <laughs> the arms of an angel Fly away yeah, Let's sing a heroin song you. for fucking kids who are starving. God. Uh, do that for
0: the, what's the one they use for the ASPCA too? It's the same song, right? Sarah McGlock I think one? so, yeah, oh, yeah. Fucking whore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's a different one. That's the one where they have like the kids with the flies and shit, right? Is that the one the you're Sarah, talking no, about? No, the
0: ASPCA is that Arms of an Angel, Sarah McLachlan song. Yeah, you
1: might be right about that. But I'm saying the other one. Yeah, I know one. which
0: one you're talking about. Yeah. Though. And it's the old white guy with the something v- white about, beard.
1: Something flying around, buzzing around. I can't remember. It was remember. still a
0: Sarah McLaughlin song. It's Bender just so used stupid. To, <laughs> Bender
1: from uh, my band, uh, Black Ops, who uh, he always had this song that he made up. <laughs> I can't remember how it goes, but it just cracks me up. Day. <laughs> For just five cents a day, what you can help a Michael you? Myers- as he has he hasn't stabbed in many years but it
0: hasn't stabbed in many years it's
1: it's basically uh, the third part for you got, for those of you who don't know the new halloween movie is not a new sequel it is a sequel in the sense that it is the official it's the new part 3 that never got made so cuz we got the season of yes. the witch which was, if for those of you who also it's don't the know, part
0: three that should have been made.
1: John Carpenter thought after he never wanted to continue on with Michael Myers, he thought that, that he should be the more that they delved into Michael Myers, the more that they would expose what he is. And he didn't want that. He wanted him to be this mysterious thing and no answers, and never have an answer. Well, so they, they started a new, whole new fucking thing where they were going to make a whole season of, or not a season, but a new. Uh, a new story each time, and it would just be called Halloween. And then it would be like Season of the Witch, which is completely different than Halloween with the Michael Myers version. So didn't work out, but I thought it was kind of an interesting idea at the time, you know? Yeah. But uh, are you guys excited for the movie? I personally, I've seen some back and forth on our our Do You Love Horror uh, group, and I think to myself, like, I'm not worried. I'm not even the biggest fan of Halloween. Like, I like the first two. Uh, And maybe some of the Rob Zombie's stuff that's in it.
0: I like Rob Zombie's first remake. Right. That was good.
1: I liked I liked both of them, but I didn't like love them. I didn't like the second one. I liked I liked the second one because it was brutal, but
0: it was brutal. That's the best part about it. Yeah,
1: but I don't know. I the I just I like the first two. I wouldn't mind seeing this third one. I'm I'm kind of interested because it's it's kind of like we need this weird anomaly to make Halloween good again, and maybe Danny McBride and I can't remember the other guy's name is the fucking him. reason that it's going to happen. Here's here's going to be fun. This is what I was mentioning to everybody else. <laughs> First of all, John Carpenter, when Rob Zombie was... He was looking to get his blessing, John Carpenter's blessing. John Carpenter's like, do whatever you want with the movie, man. It's care. yours. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do with it. And, uh, well, turned out John Carpenter didn't really like it. Uh, uh, and it was kind of a well, big cause stink because he's a very vocal person. Super violent. <laughs> yeah. He, he he was like... It's because they tried to explain where he came from. That's yeah. not John Carpenter's thing. He's never wanted him to be explained. Well,
0: that's why the second one sucks is because it goes even further into a backstory
1: sort of yeah but but I, I oh you mean oh you mean the new ones yeah okay yeah but but so anyway John Carpenter didn't really you know care he didn't like what Rob Zombie did I think he even apologized to him because he made some very curt comments about Rob Zombie yeah,
0: which probably broke his heart it, he it, loves it, him yeah <laughs> I know
1: so so now fast forward to today, Danny McBride out of nowhere with some other person decides to write this fucking story. And they're like, everybody's on board all of a sudden. Like everybody's loving the screenplay. Everybody's loving the story that they came up with. And the fact that it's part three and like John Carpenter even got to read some of the fucking story and they want him to do the music for it. And he's like, yeah, I'm all about it. So it's like, and then you got all these people coming back, some of the cast and shit, like,
0: yeah, they kind of did it that's, the right way. It
1: seems like it's a good thing. I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket and say, but
0: yeah, it's going to be great. They're making the third movie that should have been made. Whatever. So, nine true. out of ten fans of Halloween that you ask all hate the third one. I'll so. t- I,
1: You know what? That, that's what I'll, I'll tell you guys. When we watch it, I'll be like, it's either better or worse than the season of The Witch. And that way you'll know.
0: You're a fucking horrible
1: person. <laughs> 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 anyway, guys, that's it for the News! Now we're gonna go ahead and do our flesh and potatoes of Go Home Science, you're drunk. But yeah, guys, so stick around, we'll be right back. We are back, and we're going to go ahead and jump into Brittany's, uh not necessarily pick.
0: It's not my pick. But
1: it is the one I <laughs> commanded her to do. I'm
0: going, on, I'm going on record that this is not my pick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Brittany, which one is this?
0: Altered states. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you fucking bitch! <laughs> 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 Whew. All right, so... <laughs> Um, I did Demon Seed which mm. came out in 1977 which is excellent because I didn't realize both these movies were old fucking beautiful it's fucking beautiful <laughs> it's about a scientist that creates Proteus an organic supercomputer with artificial intelligence which becomes obsessed with human beings in particular the creator's wife
1: hmm. dun, dun, dun. wow Whoa. intense bro he's
0: gonna fuck her Anyway, <laughs> this was directed by Donald Kamel, um, who has done not a lot. Um, he's done two actual feature films besides this one called Performance, the other called White of the Eye. And then he's done four videos and documentaries on YouTube. Which
1: is oh really great?
0: I fucking hate YouTube, so I was like, of course I get stuck with this one. Hey
1: man, they probably paid him really well. I'm sure they
0: did. He did, I think, two videos and two documentaries, or three videos and one documentary, or whatever. One of them was like a greatest hits documentary or some shit. He was like, when do you want me to come shoot? Sunday, Sunday. Sunday." (laughs) And I'm like, I could give a flying (laughs) fuck less about YouTube, so (laughs) I'm like, God damn it! Hey,
1: you know what? When I was younger, it was it was a big deal. Like there was Depeche Mode and there was YouTube.
0: No, I'm still mad at you two for like automatically downloading their album to my fucking phone. Oh. oh, those bastards. What Europa? No, it was through iTunes. Oh, I don't you remember that was this? before that was pre iTunes it a couple years ago. Uh. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> like, one day I wake up and I have a whole fucking YouTube album on my phone and I'm like, why is this here? And then just... it was like impossible to delete it.
1: So, guys, what we're gonna do is we're gonna play a little YouTube in the no, background. We're not. Fuck it, you know? <laughs> no,
0: we're not. <laughs> I quit. Light some candles. <laughs> this is when I leave the show. So when
1: Brittany gets her knife out, she
0: kill <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we won't be having knives here. But anyway, continue on. And I Brittany.
0: know where there are knives. So Anyways, he, oh, he so... did a lot of YouTube stuff. Yeah. So th- and this is based on the novel written by the one and only Dean Koontz, um, mm. who is most well known, I feel like, for the Odd Thomas series. I don't know how many Odd Thomas books there are. Like five.
1: I you know I didn't even read any of those I, to be honest. I
0: read three and then stopped. Really, but I feel like there's more than that.
1: I stopped reading after the Phantoms book.
0: Oh, Thomas is great.
1: He got so. a little into some more thriller shit, and I wasn't really into it. Yeah, I I, I think he's Mouse
0: on, prefers him over Stephen King.
1: You know I do too. Mouse hates. Stephen I King. do, but when only when he's writing horror. <laughs> right. When he's writing like. Yeah. Real horror. Mouse he,
0: does not like Stephen King. Really? He can't read his books. He's like, I have never finished a Stephen King novel in my life because he, th- he says he thinks he just doesn't like his writing style. Right. He's like, but I can't fucking stomach Stephen King books. He's like, I love the movies and, and film adaptations or whatever and stuff is great, but he can't do the books. And I'm like, I fucking love Stephen King books. Are you kidding
1: me? I don't think all of his are great, but I like his. Sh- I liked his short stories a lot more. Well, yeah, than nobody
0: anything. likes all of them, but I mean, like, there's yeah. a handful that I really enjoy. But I like a lot of Dean Koontz books too. Like the Odd Thomas series is great.
1: I never read that. At Least
0: as many as I've read, which is three, and I'm pretty sure it goes on to five or more.
1: I only heard about Dean Koontz when I was, like, going on a trip somewhere. I think it was to, like, a uh, like a Boy Scout event or some shit, like a Weebelo. <laughs> a weebelow event. And uh, we were going out in the mountain going and blowing each other. Uh,
0: <laughs> I was going to ask, <laughs> how many dicks did you suck no, on this adventure? I got
1: thrown into the Weebilos, uh
0: Kicked out of the weebelows, Kicked out of the we- all, right, all I hear anyway. is Weeblo. No. We,
1: that's uh, it. <laughs> No, uh, it, it was just the Weeblow event, and it, that's what they call them. It's like a, there's different layers. weeblow dicks No, there's like, you know, like different things, and I, I never okay. even did the Boy Scouts when I was a kid, but I was too old to go through the youngest program, so they just threw me into the Weeblows, and that's the one where you get the little fucking handkerchief around the neck, and you're like, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like a kerchief.
0: Real cool. You're <laughs> the coolest. <laughs>
1: a- anyway, yeah, I was pretty cool.
0: Yeah.
1: I got my blowjob uh, badge. So it was pretty <laughs> awesome. Anyway, continue on, Brittany.
0: (laughs) I can't now. Oh, shit. Anyways, um, some other books that Dean Koontz wrote. (laughs) Watchers in the Funhouse. There was also two other writers on this that did the screenplay. Right. Um, So the screenplay was written by Robert Jaffe, or Jaff? I think it's Jaffe. I think you're right, Jaffe. um, Who did Motel Hell and Uh. Night Flyers. And also, Roger O'Hearson, who did Pieces of Dreams and The Old Man in the Sea, the TV movie. Okay. He did a lot of TV stuff.
1: I know. I know the Night Flyers and the- uh... This
0: and Pieces of Dreams were the only ones that Roger Oherson did that were feature films. Okay. Everything else was TV. Same kind of with Robert Jaffe. He did a lot of TV stuff, too. Or shorts, or whatever. But sure. But, like, feature films and Motel Hell and Night Flyers. Motel Hell was pretty dope.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that in years.
0: Yeah, me either. But I just remember it was cool. <laughs> It stars Julie Christie. Yeah. You know, because she's not a big deal or anything on the- <laughs> Why don't you every, tell us how big every, a deal she is, Brittany? Every fucking, like, poster imaginable for this fucking movie. Like, right. Mouse is like, I still don't know who Julie Christie is at the end of the movie. <laughs> was the but main, he
1: knows her um, boobs. Oh, are you
0: serious? It was the main chick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, um, she played Susan Harris. I know her from Dr. Zhivago. Mm-hmm. Which I love that movie. Like know, a lot of people,
1: it's kind of weird choice.
0: Don't like it, but I liked it. She's also in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, so that's cool. Was I'm she nude in Harry that Potter one too? No. Okay. No one's nude in Harry Potter. <laughs> I, also, I, children's movies, you piece of was shit. Was she
1: fucking Harry Potter in them? I don't even know. I've never no, even seen the movies. She wasn't. I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hate you. Um, she's also in Red Riding Hood and Finding Neverland.
1: Mm, okay.
0: It also stars Fritz Weaver, who passed away, I believe, last year. 2016?
1: I think you're right, yeah.
0: Um who plays Alex Harris who was in Black Sunday, jaws of satan, night kill and two episodes of Tales from the Dark Side. Dude, Black
1: Sunday is the shit. It's pretty dope. It is really good, dude. Actually for such an old film that's so stylish and so cool. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Um continue. it also stars Garrett Graham. Yes. Uh, Walter. I fucking love which him. I feel like a lot of people are going to recognize because he's in Child's Play 2, Chopping Mall, Chud 2 and about a million other fucking movies. Terravision. Television. He is. I know. I figured you'd mention that, so I didn't.
1: I love that Um lady.
0: He is a horror actor primarily, so that's he's an we...
1: underappreciated actor. Big he kind. actually. Uh, I remember when we talked about him in another thing. He's one of the actors that really tried to make it legit for like a long time, and he's such a good character actor that I don't think he ever got the credit that he really deserved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he tried to play serious roles, and this was one of them.
0: Yeah, and then he gets killed pretty quick. Anyway. Right. Um also last but not least who I wanna mention is Robert Vaughn, who is the voice of Proteus. Um who is in Scar Tissue, Black Moon Rising, and also in Shud Two. Nice. Yeah. So, Alex.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I help you,
0: Brittany? No. <laughs> what did you think about this movie? <laughs> Do you well, like my seamless segues into
1: Well, thank you, opinions? Brittany. I'm so glad that you
0: asked. I'm glad I don't host a talk show.
1: Let me tell you my thoughts.
0: Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> is that Proteus?
1: This is pretty much your average run-of-the-mill PC computer, Gets smart, turns Gynobot 6,000, and wants a baby story. It's a it's a love story, I think. I don't uh, think it's a love story. Well, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but... I will. It's definitely not. I'm just being silly. It's not but, at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, I do think this movie is pretty great. Uh, the first time I watched this was with Xander, our good buddy. Really? Yeah. Uh, I Aww. hadn't seen this since no, I was like Xander. really young before that. And both me and him really enjoyed the movie a lot. We were, like, not expecting what we saw. I barely remembered anything. I think I saw it on, like, one of those, like, super TV, like, on the East Coast, which shows my age. Um, <laughs> but I hadn't seen this since then, and, and I barely remembered anything. I was definitely impressed this, la- this time and the time before that from watching it. I was like, holy shit, how did I forget about this movie? Like... So it's it's just really weird for a 1977 movie. It's pretty out there. Smart homes before smart homes, basically. Um, they even had an Envirobot, which they called, which is a smart home essentially, uh, except it's like a, a butler. They call Alfred. Uh, Why is
0: every butler always named Alfred?
1: Because Batman.
0: <laughs> I get, like they had to have stolen that from Batman, but I Probably. feel like every butler is always named Alfred because of Batman.
1: Probably, yeah. Christina was like, that's what I would name mine. I was like, fuck that. Um,
0: I didn't give mine a stupid name.
1: I, I knew, like, growing up Tilly in the weeks. 80s, though, that, that computers could do anything. That was pretty much the thing, the tone that they tried to teach you. Not that they teach you, it's just there was just so much about computers that nobody knew. It was such possibility. a possibility. Yeah, it was like this, like, unknown thing, and people just were like, What can you do with computers? You could make a time machine. You could make whatever the fuck you want. You could travel in time. It knows everything. And that's pretty much kind of this this thing, you know. <laughs> uh, they they kind of, like, treat it like, you know, artificial. This is before artificial intelligence, I think, was like, I don't know when, I don't know, I can't say for sure, but this is pretty early on to be talking about artificial intelligence. It's not like in the 70s, everybody was like, oh, yeah, artificial intelligence, you know, like nobody talked about it. But I like the style in the movie, how advanced it all was. Conceptually, it's kind of a, it's a really good idea. And before I saw it, I didn't realize that Dean R. Kuntz had written it years ago, uh, or yeah, it was a couple of years ago when me and him saw it. I was like, oh, shit, it's him. Um, but I haven't read the book, but I'm curious how close to the story it actually holds because it's surprisingly a good movie, I think, for, I, you know, I'm dipping into the older stuff more than I used to. And this is one of those ones that kind of skirted by without me noticing. So if you like science and a healthy fear of artificial intelligence, especially with that cold rationale that a computer would have through uh, and their lens of humanity it's it's kind of a it's like one of those scary kind of movies where robots are bad cuz if you look in history and science fiction and shit like that there's two different types of robots those that are there to help and those that are there to destroy everything and that is pretty much what this one is about. It's just trying to destroy everything in a way. Uh, they're just very cold. Uh, but it's pretty much a sci-fi horror film. So it, it definitely is somewhat mind expanding in the fact that it delves in the ideology of like humans and what we put value on. And what computers would see us to see what we would put value on. And back in 77, I can't imagine if, you, if they did a movie in this today's day, like social media would definitely have to be a part of that. Yep. I feel um but i could i could see a remake of this i I definitely you know i think it would be done in a way that could be interesting i'm not saying that they should do it i still like this movie uh there was that one movie that they did though that's kind of reminds me of like what a remake of it would be Did you see that johnny depp movie called transcendence no basically he's like dying and he transfers his mind and maps his thoughts Into a computer and it sort of tries to destroy humanity Mm -hmm. in a way, and that kind of reminds me of that a little bit. It's it's a little bit different, you know. And and and, you know, computers are pretty indifferent to our existence. They either see us as nothing or something they should kill, right? Most times, but it's it's different. I think this movie is better than that movie for sure. But yeah, that's how I feel about it. I like I liked this movie. Did you enjoy it? Because I'm curious to see.
0: Yeah. 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 Not really, huh? No, it was okay. Um, Wow. I actually did, in comparison to the other movie, not as much, but I did like it. I felt like it was a, the concept was interesting. Right. Um, This is not something that's really delved into very often. Right. So, and I believed that they, you know, that Proteus is an evil (laughs) supercomputer. More believable than... You know Space Odyssey, for sure,
1: uh, it's similar too, in a way, yeah, well, yeah, I'm afraid I, I can't do that, Dave.
0: I felt like he was more believable, like his voice overacting for this <clears throat> character is more believable, like the evil, like callous and cold, just kind of like he's he has his agenda, okay, and he's gonna find his way to I don't know. I liked the back and forth between him and um the Proteus computer and um Susan. They had a really cool dynamic between the two, like this push and pull um relationship which i i thought was really interesting and i like how they played on each other like even okay. though this is basically an inanimate object essentially that she's like acting with right but she did a really good <clears throat> job and the acting is pretty fantastic in this movie her especially like she yeah she does a good job she's really good
1: that the she plays the sort of like what am i going to do i'm going to fight this as much as i can but then she's just kind of you know
0: she ends up, yeah, she tries to fight it, but she ends up being passive because it's, it's really all she than can her. do. It is smarter than her. It's going to outsmart her. It's going to win. Right. And, you know, she's going to try every way she can to beat it, but she's not, you know, and it's it's kind of sad watching her, like, realize that and just be subservient. But well,
1: I like the whole concept, though, like, of humans creating something that destroys themselves because we are kind of a destructive Super. species.
0: Yeah, we really are.
1: You know what I mean? Like, we're...
0: We really are.
1: Like, we want to play God, but then when we dip into the pool of God, then it fucking comes back to bite us. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that's just a fable, but I mean, you know, like a story. No,
0: we're destructive as fuck.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's too much ego sometimes, I think, and we think we're God because we're, like, the only people in the existence of the universe, which is never-ending, and there's probably... like thousands if not millions of different life on any other planet in any other fucking galaxy right so i
0: think the only reason why i didn't like this as much as i wanted to is because i ended confused okay um and i ended it being frustrated so i was just like i why so what now you know and like it totally ends in this like Perfect setup for a sequel. Absolutely. Oh, totally. Perfect. Yeah. But nothing be like da- comes from it. Like
1: a Damien sort of thing.
0: Absolutely. Like yeah. it's super omen-esque, like how it ends is you're just kind of like, okay, so what's when's the second one? Well, so I think now they, I wanna they, know did, what they
1: did make the sequel. It's called Daryl. I'm just kidding. Shut <laughs> up. No, they did they a movie that was about a kid who has a robot brain. Really? Yeah, it's called Daryl. It's like a, it's like a um, what do you call it? When they, uh, it's like D dot A dot. Is
0: that serious? That's not related to this. It's
1: a real movie. No, it's not related. Oh, okay. I'm just making an old well, person and joke. Well, that's,
0: I think, yeah, an old person joke. <laughs> but I think that's why I ended up being frustrated with it is because it, it, you finally, it comes to fruition at the end. You finally get this weird fucking like computer human Droid, or whatever the fuck he's supposed to be, right? This child that she like pulls apart. I don't know. I don't want to ruin it because we're well, not to that point let's, yet. But... Let's
1: give them an idea what it is about, okay? So, essentially, what has happened there's this doctor whose name is Alex by chance. Uh, he has developed a technology to make the biggest, most bad- badass fucking computer that the world's ever seen. It's bigger than a fucking, like, it's gigantic. Like, there is literally Transformers the size of people's homes in this fucking building. It's ridiculous. But you know, back then, you know, computers were pretty big, and especially in '77, it was like, you know, this is where there was no such thing as a laptop. Okay, Uh, but they have these like gigantic consoles and shit that people use that are made like an entire a podium,
0: podium, yeah, Yeah, of like like a TV, yeah,
1: and it's way more advanced than than what the '70s had anyway. But essentially, what happens is is they're creating this computer to help them to find spots in the ocean to drill for metal and to get like gold and all these different what was it called uh or something it was like cobalt cobalt yeah sure they were looking to get cobalt out of the ocean, and they were trying to find the best, most reasonable way to do that. So they programmed this computer to be able to think for itself, and it becomes they sentient.
0: Gave, they gave it reason. Yeah. The they, only thing that they gave this computer was reason.
1: Solving problems. Reasonable. It was like, how do we reason with this? And then the computer is like back talking the scientists, saying, hey, well, I don't really see what the point is to drill the ocean for fucking metal.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to destroy all this ocean life and all these animals for, because it's not reasonable for no point yeah right. there's no point just to satiate whatever fucking whatever it is that you want to mine this titanium or whatever the fuck it is that they're trying to mine
1: which is kind of like the age old thing that like humans are like viruses in a way um, but, but it's interesting though because <laughs> like so like this, this doctor has, like, a console in his home that's connected to the supercomputer named Proteus. Uh, Proteus, it can only be seen on this one TV monitor in his office where they, like, go in there and have meetings and they won't give him access. But he becomes so intelligent from all the information that they're feeding it that it finds a way to get into a console. He The computer actually goes the distance and asks Alex, hey, can I have access to a console to be able to study the humanity because I'm curious and he's like ha, ha ha no you're stupid and the computer gets pissed and finds a console because the guy says oh well there's no consoles available at this time I'm yeah, sorry
0: he turns off his in his home though
1: yeah he left his on and or he has one at his house and he's like there is one though Dave you know basically yeah And Proteus goes to his house where his wife and him are separating and she's kind of like stuck at the house while he's living at the 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 base that he is that he works at the scientific place. And they're separating or whatever. And then fucking it takes over his house because they have this EnviroBot, which is essentially a smart home that locks the doors, puts the shutters down, turns the light on, makes the coffee. It controls everything. It makes everything. It's called Alfred. But Proteus takes over with the guise of being Alfred and lures this woman in because he's interested in trying to make a human being from a computer, so that is essentially the story, pretty much. And he traps her in there, and it's like this whole like
0: it's this whole back and forth cat and mouse game.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's pretty cool. It almost becomes like what do they call that? Um, uh, what do you call it? Syndrome. The uh, Stockholm Stockholm syndrome, you know, in a way, mm-hmm. because she can't do anything, so she just she just doesn't want to submits. She just submits. Yeah. But it's really, I to me, I think it's a really interesting story, and the artistic yeah, angle really that was. they took with it, and like all the like risks they took with all this weird technology that yeah. this computer comes up with.
0: No, I agree. Like, I I actually enjoyed it. Like watching it, I was entertained and intrigued, and following it, and the entire time thinking this is pretty fucking cool.
1: What was the part you said? It was like the end, the, the, end. the way it ended. Yeah,
0: the way it ended just pissed me off.
1: <laughs> well, I I think what it is is that. Uh, well, we, we don't want to ruin it no, yet
0: yeah we, We're not there yet Okay But, so You were talking earlier about The books Because you didn't read the book no. So as we discussed already, this film is based on a very very early novel by Dean Koontz, which was published in 1973. Um, Demon Seed was released to theaters in 1977, but much later, Koontz actually revised and updated the book in a version that he re-released in 1997. Really? Um, yes. And it contains numerous technological updates and a strong character difference from his original idea. And as of 2016, Kuntz's original version, novel version is not available either in print or in ebook formats. So now if you want to actually read the actual book, you're going to get the re version from 1997. What? Um, so the other ones are really expensive. If you can find them. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure I have one. What the, See, this
1: is the George Lucas bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But in the
0: 1997 rewrite of the novel, author Dean Koontz has Alex Harris um, bestowing the name Adam-2 upon his supercomputer, AI intelligence system, or whatever. The computer dislikes the name that he gives it and chooses to associate itself instead with the Greek mythological figures Prometheus and Proteus. So it believes that its purpose is to bring advanced knowledge to humanity as the mythical Prometheus introduced humans to fire. But he finally chooses its own name, which is Proteus, as an homage to the entity which can change at will to become anything that it wishes to be. So it kind of ends up in the rewrite, it explains a little bit more in depth and detail why Proteus is the name and the whole like mythology. Oh, I kinda figured it it was something like that. Which I thought was really cool. But yeah, he basically took like Obviously, after he George well, Lucas did, yeah, yeah, he he like went back and he rewrote the book and put in all these technological advances and made it make more sense to the movie, I guess. Or I, mean, I, like, get I don't it. know. He
1: wanted to update it, but it's like a piece of history. I get it too,
0: but yeah. But now you can't find the original. Well, I'm pretty sure I have one though, because I have a bunch of fucking Dean Koontz books that were my brother and my mom's oh. from like a bazillion years ago. See,
1: that's the thing that's weird to me is like, I'm gonna
0: find it. I can
1: imagine like him going to the, the this like some journalist is like interviewing him or whatever the fuck in this article that they're writing or whatever. And he's like, so like wh- what's going on? You got some news to tell us? He's like, yes. For those of you who enjoy Demon Seed, you are going to fucking hate me. I don't
0: look I'm so I'm curious
1: Buckle the fuck up and go fuck yourself If you yeah. enjoyed that. I
0: mean I get it like
1: technology updates But like it's always going to update What's he going to do have his son write his books for him After he's dead oh, Right
0: and I mean then this movie It faced its own issues anyway With people looking at it and feeling like it was already behind Technologically like it wasn't It was dead. Really? You know, it was dated oh, as it was. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, like when it came out and it was, you know, it was already dated, it wasn't like a fast forward kind of film.
1: And, and by the way, no hate to Dean Coons, I'm just saying.
0: No, not at all. But I feel like, so when you watch this movie, this is more obviously based on the original novel, which was released in 1973. I would love to get my hands on copies of both to be able to read them and look at the comparisons between the two. yeah. But I want to know like why he was so disappointed <laughs> with what he wrote in 73 and why he changed it.
1: That is weird. That's really weird.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. The fucking sick-ass car that Alex Harris has in the beginning, oh, yeah. do you remember? With the, the, that, the, the white doors car, that doors. Doors. open up. Yeah. So his car was actually a production car, and it was totally unmodified at the time of filming. It was called a Bricklin SV-1. The Brooklyn was built in Canada but intended for the United States market, obviously, featuring high performance and a number of innovative safety features. Um, In fact, the model number SV1 actually stands for Safety Vehicle 1. Wow. Right. <laughs> well, lame. <laughs> <laughs> and so, this is this is pre
1: uh DeLorean yes, guys. Yes, which
0: I'm getting into I'm going to yeah. talk about that too. But the SV1 was the only production vehicle in automotive history to have powered gullwing doors that opened and closed at the touch of a button. On other gullwing cars like the DeLorean that it's often compared to, the doors must be opened and closed manually. So, fewer than 3,000 were produced during its short run from 1974 to 1976, and it's estimated that fewer than 1,120 actually remain in existence.
1: Wow. Interesting. And it is a
0: rare-ass motherfucking car. Right. Last but not least, one fun little fact that I had that I had to mention because I thought it was cute. So, the house's computer control panel that's in the kitchen during the scene where Alex gives the strawberries to the cook. Right. It's actually labeled gutusort g-u-s-t-o-s-o-r-t which is from the latin uh, it's from latin which implies that the computer can choose between the tastes of the items stored in the kitchen's glass cabinets.
1: Oh yeah, they had a really cool refrigerator in there it was too. It fucking
0: awesome.
1: Yeah, it was like guys, like this, like uh, this, like a refrigerator that's in the wall, right? Yeah. And there's like your regular kitchen countertop, and behind it is the refrigerator, and it would move up and down.
0: Yeah, but those slidey doors can't hold in cold. I, that's what I was thinking. There's no way but, they can but hold it's in cold. Still,
1: visually, kind of a stimulating thing. No, it
0: was visually amazing, and I yeah. looked at Alsmal. Why don't we have this shit? yeah that's fucking awesome like yeah. it's like this whole wall and it's like it's multi-level. like where your
1: cabinets would be there was a refrigerator yeah. and
0: it's so fucking sick it's literally just like this multi-level and it's it moves up and down in a conveyor system
1: yeah like you can push the button and it goes up and want. down yeah. yeah
0: like describe what you want or say what you want or if you know what level it's on or whatever and then it pulls that up but it's like there's three sections in each one that pull up and it's like organized however they organize it but yeah you push a button or say whatever you want and then whatever you want comes forward pretty but it's, cool. it's super cool and it's this little slidey door and which reminds me of like a doctor's office like old. oh yeah a little bit clo- when i'm like there's those windows you know yeah the little windows Mo- those are will like, not when- hold in cold that's what i was <laughs> like thinking like all. that's
1: not let's like yeah i don't know but
0: whatever like it looks cool so that's all that matters <laughs> that kitchen was fucking tits yeah it doesn't
1: seal it in like the plastic ones like the rim around a fridge wow that's It awesome. doesn't have the
0: suction yeah, you have to have the suction like that's on the <laughs> rims of your door. So for we're your talking Rupert about Raider.
1: suction and rims. We're getting dangerous into some territory suction here. Suction rim, rimmed <laughs> suction. <laughs> uh, but yeah, is that it? That was it. Okay, yeah, that was
0: that was all I had that I thought was like interesting and pertaining No, it's it. pretty There's cool. There's a lot of other facts that I found, but I was just like meh. Anyways, um, favorite scenes. Oh, did
1: you uh, have any? Yes, I have plenty. One of the first ones that caught my attention that made me kind of laugh uh she's like a social worker of some sort she's a
0: child psychologist yeah
1: she's a child psychologist for kids who are troubled uh or having family issues or whatever the hell it is and so this girl comes over to her house named amy and she's going to have a session with her and the girl sits down at the thing and she's like she's like it's so goddamn boring goddamn boring (laughs) and she just keeps hitting her fucking hand on the on the thing jesus (laughs) wow Sorry about that. Uh (laughs) Uh, But she's just hitting it. And then she starts crying. And I was and Christina was like, she thought it was her daughter at first. And she was like, but I I always thought I thought it was funny because she's like after she like realizes she's like, you just feel alone. Right. And then she's like, yes. And then she's like, she's like, I'm going to miss you. And she's like, I'm going to miss you. And I'm like, I bet you're not. No,
0: liar. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) I wouldn't miss that. (laughs) Fuck that. But yeah,
1: I just thought that was, that's funny to me.
0: Yeah. I was like, where is this coming from? (laughs) That scene. Um, So mine. Okay. My first favorite scene is the first fight interaction between. What?
1: Spoiler alert, guys, by the way.
0: Oh, whatever. We're getting into spoiler territory. Between Proteus and Susan. Okay. So they're in the kitchen and he's trying to make her eat breakfast. Right. Ah, Yeah. And she won't. She refuses to eat, and then she ends up throwing the plate of food at the, the camera, binocular the binocular cameras. cameras. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time, Mouse is like, fuck binoculars. That's what like Christine was saying, too, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he's like, this is great. But so he, and so there's eggs all over the binocular camera, right? So this is Proteus' way of watching Wipe everything. Wipe these off. Right. So he's telling her to clean the lenses. Right. And she won't. And so he basically is like, okay, fine, bitch. And he says he turned on the floor heating to maximum fucking capacity or whatever. And he's turned on all the stove, like, every fucking area in the stove Right, possible. which is like, funny,
1: too, by the way, because, like, how do you turn on gas stoves with electricity like right. that? They just, it was like the regular old fucking gas stove. Yeah, handles. she's trying to
0: turn them and then won't we'll turn on or off. Yeah. Like, okay. It's like, so okay. he's somehow managed to control that, but... <laughs> So he has all this heat on and then the floor is heating and you're watching like an egg or whatever that she spilled on the ground that's starting to cook because it's getting hot. Right. And she just, like, parks her ass up on the table and puts her feet on the chair, and she's like, fuck you. <laughs>
1: like, I'm going
0: to just deal with this, right? And she just, like, falls asleep all hot and shit on the fucking table.
1: Yeah, she's like, it's like a sauna in here. Yeah, she's
0: like, this is nice. <laughs> like, she doesn't give a fuck, and then it comes back, and, like, uh, the windows are all fogged over and dripping, because it is literally a she's sauna in there. Her ass it's like, I'm, out, it's yeah. fucking hot. Yeah. And she's, like, hallucinating, because it's so fucking hot, and- and she's just obviously uncomfortable as fuck. And she forgets for a second that the floor is literally lava. Puts her foot down, burns her foot. like, And, and it's this whole power struggle between her and the computer because she's trying to figure out a way to...
1: He's like, do you like to play games,
0: Yeah, and Susan? do you like to play these games, Susan? And I was like, Jesus. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, no,
1: like, just, I know. Yeah. If it were me in that house and that shit was going on, I'd be smacking every one of those fucking cameras. Like, oh, what yeah. are you going to do, motherfucker?
0: Well, he'll just burn you out with the hot floor or whatever
1: yeah but I would just smack all the fucking yeah, cameras oh
0: yeah and she locked the rapey computer or the rapey chair outside too right the like arm, what are you gonna do whatever the arms chair's name was
1: like if he if she would have just like Joshua. smacked all the fucking cameras he wouldn't be he able to see, see shit yeah that's so like that's what exactly the fuck what is thought. he gonna do but anyway for the sake of the story but she won't be able to get out doesn't matter she could hack away at the door eventually
0: yeah I'm like it's just a wood door
1: right like Find I would fuck, fuck computers <laughs>
0: Basically, but I did like that. That was a cool power struggle between the two of them. And that was your first initial interaction with like how serious this is and how much control this computer actually has over her.
1: Right. I don't know that this kind of movie would fly so well over the, you know, in today's society because it, while she is strong, she gives in a little too, uh, too easily, too easily. I mean and the it's, whole time it's,
0: I'm like, bitch please.
1: They're making an hour and a half movie, guys, so it's like you can't have this like entire struggle like
0: Yeah, she becomes subservient very quickly, but it's a time constrained thing, I She feel like. fights
1: pretty hard, actually. She does.
0: She does a good job. And every time that she is faced with an opportunity to fight, she fights. You know, but yeah, she ends up becoming very subservient very quickly, but Whatever it was still cool.
1: Well and and you know what happens remember she like doesn't she like burn tries to burn the memory box. Yes. And then she She
0: sets fire to the supercomputer in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. And then he's like she's like I'll kill I'll (laughs) kill kill myself if you do that. And then and uh, he's like well hey look who's at the door.
0: Yeah, and it's that stupid girl, and it's
1: that stupid Amy kid, and uh, she's like, "Don't, don't kill her!" And then you see the little girl get shocked and fall on the ground, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Like I forgot like that I was part. Like, no, <laughs> I know. Like I don't want I'm her dead.
0: Fuck that little girl. She's a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and uh, then, and he tricked her.
1: Yeah, and it was like all he made it up, and like it was his, great. because he's such an elaborate computer that he can make like like the highest graphics that 77 could ever even possibly fathom, but it's a computer, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. I like that scene. Actually.
1: One of my favorite scenes is the part where, so like Walter is trying to get in, uh, to help her because she asked him to come by before all the shit hits the fan and she gets locked in the house by fucking Proteus. Well, he comes over while the bad shit's happening. And then he puts up this image of her talking to him, like, really weird and awkward and he kind of smells something's up so he comes back a couple of days later well when he comes back the computer realizes that well he's just not going to leave this situation alone I have to let him in and if you don't act like everything's normal I'm going to fucking kill him And so she tries to pretend, but she's like going mad because she needs to get the hell out of this situation. And uh, apparently the the computer tries to laser him to death.
0: Joshua. He sends Joshua in there with a laser fucking gun.
1: (laughs) Oh, Joshua's the little wheelchair one. Joshua's the wheelchair with the arm. Right. It's got a little wrestling, like arm wrestling arm. Stupid. Uh, (laughs) So, like the it's like shooting blue laser all over the fucking place, and he tries to shoot it in the face and tips it over with a thing. But he goes downstairs where Proteus is making his prodigy, uh, his uh, progeny, I should say. Uh, He's preparing for his progeny.
0: It's like big weird, like
1: octagon Octagon shape shape yeah it like turns into like a weird snake yeah i don't
0: even know
1: this geometry worm it
0: was (laughs) origami
1: yeah it's very similar to that uh but he goes down there and it wraps around him all these like geometric shapes (laughs)
0: Oh no! (laughs) and
1: then it like decapitates him
0: which was hilarious
1: i was like what the fuck in his head it was pretty cool Mm -hmm. it was a pretty seamless edit i was like oh shit
0: it was pretty rad Yeah. yeah i was into it But yeah, he's so stupid the whole time. He's just like, what are you doing? What's happening? He's decapitated. And I'm like, "Okay,
1: I'll see you in Terror Vision in three years.
0: (laughs) And like nothing comes from that, though. (laughs) Like, that's it. I don't think she knows he dies. Like, she doesn't see his body at any point. Like, that's just it. He's decapitated. And then we're done.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, okay. It was kind of (laughs) quick. It was weird.
1: (laughs) Well, is there any other scene that you like? Anything?
0: No, that was about it. Actually,
1: I like the trippy sex scene. (laughs) They don't really. It's not okay Ah. because like the computer tries to fuck her, right? But he's like, I can make you see the world while you're having sex with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I can. I don't have the modern conveniences of a human. Uh, So
0: it was a good taste rape scene. Yeah,
1: it wasn't like uh, it was like they didn't even show anything at all. They
0: they just insinuated. They just had like this
1: weird like like special effects on the screen where she was like, she went to a place where it was like ecstasy in her mind or something. I don't know what the yeah. fuck it was, it was really going it was, on.
0: it was really, honestly, it was just like rape and good taste. Right. And Essentially, if you can call rape or say rape's ever in good taste. Like
1: well, no, no, no. But she kind of gives in a little bit because she's like, well, I guess I'll do it. I don't know why. She
0: doesn't have a choice.
1: It's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't. She could either be tortured or do it. do it. Right.
0: I would just do it. So,
1: and then she, you know, like, there's a piece of her that's, like, just kind of curious and playing along to hope, spread out the time. Right. probably so she can survive but so she gets pregnant gives birth to this baby he puts it in this fucking box the geometric shape box one of incubator. them incubator it's like an incubator he calls it and finally the the husband <laughs> comes home finally and uh and the baby <laughs> spills out like she pulls the hoses on it oh and God. this weird fucking robot baby looking thing comes out and Christina's like it's so stupid. Christina was like, "Will you
0: have a robot baby with me?" Yeah, <laughs> but it's like a toddler, it's <laughs> yeah, not a baby. This is like well, a robot toddler, like that a comes four, out. Like, like a three foot tall,
1: like toddler.
0: It's like a four year old, four or five year old. No, 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 no. no but the,
1: it looks huge.
0: Yeah, it does look huge, but in but in it's just a shell. Child reality. It's probably like a four year old, right? And, but yeah, it's this big weird. Fucking like bronze robot baby. Right. And that they... you can peel pieces off of it. And it's right. an actual human baby, like child, four year old, or whatever underneath.
1: Because she wants to kill it. And the yeah, doctor who <laughs> who made the computer Proteus doesn't. He was like, This is a miracle of science. Of course
0: he doesn't, because he's a piece of shit.
1: Yeah. And she's like, We need to kill it. And he's like, No, and he's there fighting over it, and she finally just yanks out the cords and the baby spills out all weird. And then they pull pieces of it
0: off its face. And that's how it ends. Yeah, but it was a that's girl. That's it.
1: And it was a girl, right? Am I right? It was right? a
0: boy, I'm pretty sure. Is it? I thought it was a boy. It looked like a girl. I don't know. I don't care. That's just how it ends. They're yeah. pulling pieces off and they discover it's an actual person. And he human, says,
1: I'm alive.
0: Underneath it. And that's it. Yeah. But that's it. Nothing else happens. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the end? <laughs> I was so mad. I don't know. I think it's kind of
1: interesting. Like, I mean, well, it's I not really based be... in reality. Like, I don't know why they needed to update it, because this shit was way advanced in the movie.
0: I wouldn't be so upset if I knew that something came from that. Like, something else happened later on. A child was born. I don't give a It's fuck. a miracle of life. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's just like it's like, okay, so they got the weird computer human baby. So now what? <laughs> So what's your point? Like, what do you want to do with it? Like, right. is it going to take over the fucking world? Or I think so. Are they just going to have a four year old? Maybe. Like, what's well, going to happen? See, here?
1: that's why I would love to see a sequel for this. To be honest with you, I
0: agree. There needs to be one because they left it with full fucking force to have a sequel, and then nothing happened.
1: They would be like like Village of the Damned meets like Damien.
0: Yes. You
1: know what I mean? But meets with like robots. Bionic.
0: Or what is that movie called? Robin Williams. Oh, Bicentennial God. Man.
1: Bicentennial Man, you'd think?
0: Yeah, he was like a robot human. <laughs> he was right? a kind of
1: a happy one. He wasn't exactly uh, indifferent.
0: Yeah, well, he's the fun part.
1: Right, okay.
0: Yeah. You gotta have a fun part. So it'd part. be like the, the horror
1: Bicentennial Man? Yes. Sci fi horror? Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Please. Bicentennial Man was sad. But
1: we did have another movie, by the way, guys, that we did watch, of course. We did, and it was
0: so much better. And
1: I did the the lion's share of that, and this one is called Altered States from 1980, just three years after this uh, last one. Uh, Altered States was released on Christmas Day in 1980, by the way, uh, which is a horrible time for this kind of movie to come out. And a lot of people argued that who were making the movie, Uh, but the uh, producers felt like that was a good time. Uh, to compete with things. Uh, the uh, the picture was part of a 1980s cycle of uh, prehistoric man movies, by the way, that came out around this time. There was movies like Caveman, Girl, Hundra, Iceman, which is a big one, uh, Ghost Warrior, Missing Link, Quest of Fire, and The Clan of the Cave Bearer. Daryl Hannah oh Hanna. my
0: god my sister-in-law loves those fucking books
1: a lot of people a lot of people uh, really get into that movie too so um, it's based on the novel by the same name by Patty Ch- uh, Chayefsky both the novel and the film are based on John C. Lilly's sensory deprivation research conducted in isolation takes under the influence of psychoactive drugs like mescaline, ketamine, LSD, uh, DMT, I believe, even, as well. So I
0: would totally do this experiment. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: But we'll get into that a little bit later because I have a lot of Hot information. Me up on some
0: fucking ketamine and stick me in a fucking isolation chamber. I'm ready. Well,
1: I'll tell you something about that a little later that you probably will think second about that. <laughs> like, think twice about it, I mean, actually. It. Um, but the story is the longest story of how to say I love you to someone, basically. <laughs> and I get this, but apparently there's some interesting stuff on that, and I'll tell you about that later. But it's about a Harvard scientist that conducts experiments on himself with a hallucinatory drug and an isolation chamber that may be causing him to regress genetically. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's directed by Ken Russell. He's a visionary director who enjoyed attention to detail and a bit of sex. Uh, he he made the movies The Devils, Tommy, The Who movie. Remember you ever seen that? Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'm a pinball wizard. <laughs> You never seen that shit? That's some fucking no, I know exactly It's what actually pretty about. cool, man. Uh, he also did the movie Gothic. Um he also did Lair the White Worm. and, oh, and the movie Whore. Great. Uh, which was I remember seeing on Cinemax and I was like a little younger and I was like, Ooh, Skinemax. Skinemax. Yeah. And it I was like, Yeah, whore's gotta be real good. No, um, <laughs>
0: No, it wasn't.
1: It wasn't actually. It's kinda it weird. It wasn't at all. It wasn't as crazy as it looked. Uh or sounded, I mean. Uh, the cast in this movie is William Hurt, not James Lebowski. By the way, that I <laughs> yeah. was saying, uh, I mentioned in a couple weeks ago on the Poltergeist, Poltergeist one. Yeah, one of the actors was from that movie, Altered States, which is kind of what inspired us to read to actually watch these movies this week. Um, but yes, I was wrong. It is William Hurt. There are similarities to it, but completely different ages and everything. So, uh, but he plays. Eddie Jessup. Uh, This was his first feature-length film. He was in the movies Lost Space, Dark City, AI, The Village by M. Night Shamalama Ding Dong.
0: M. Night Lama Ding Dong.
1: And The Incredible Hulk, as well as Hellgate from 2011. Also stars Blair Brown, who plays Emily Jessup. She was in The Bad Seed, The Astronaut's Wife, Space Cowboys. She was also in the Fringe TV series. Yes,
0: that's how I know her.
1: And she's also in Orange is the New Black. Oh, what? Yep.
0: Who the fuck is she in that?
1: I don't know. I don't watch the show, really. What? Is she red? Uh, I don't know. Oh, my God. She's in it. I don't know. Oh, my God. I
0: gotta look. <laughs> Please continue.
1: Uh, it also stars Charles Hayde, who plays Mason. He was in the show ER that you love so much. I love that show. Hill Street Blues and Nightbreed. Uh, pretty recognizable. He looks different in this movie, though. And also, last but not least... The first ever appearance of Drew Barrymore.
0: This was her first movie.
1: Yep. Okay. And she just played one of the kids. You see her literally. For a hot second. For like two seconds. She like... doesn't
0: play Red, by the way. Sorry, side note.
1: No, okay.
0: What was her name? Blair.
1: Uh, Blair Brown.
0: Brown. Thank you. Sorry, continue. She's the fucking. Oh man. I gotta tell Mouse he's gonna freak out. So who is she in there? She's the fucking, uh, the wannabe, um, uh, oh my god. What's the lady that cooks all the butter? Paula Deen?
1: I don't watch it.
0: She's like the wannabe Paula Deen type character, like bitchy christian chick that comes in
1: oh okay
0: oh my god i gotta show him i that. have
1: no clue sorry i love Orange is the new black <laughs> it's I not that i don't, I don't like it what, i just don't have ha- i haven't watched it. i don't remember
0: who what's his name plays in er i tried to
1: watch it i remember i watched like two episodes and it's got what's oh, his name in Orange it?
0: Is the new black is great
1: i don't know I, i'm pretty particular after like i said after i've watching breaking bad i i've been spoiled
0: who was the one that you said was on er charles was
1: it charles charles Hayde.
0: charles Hayde.
1: yeah and also i forgot to mention bob balabam was in this movie he played arthur rosenberg he was in close encounters of the third time which i really want to watch again 2010 he was in the seinfeld uh quite a few times about five times he also was in the movie ghost world that one about the chick uh a mighty wind and lady in the water oh neat yeah, so the movie was made on a $15 million budget. It made about $19 million at the box office. Fucking shit. And uh, it didn't do real well. I mean, obviously, this is not the Christmas spirit movie that you would think that they would put out, especially with all the other competing movies that were out. Because yeah, Christmas time actually used to be one of the biggest times to watch some of the fucking movies other than the summertime. And everybody was always fighting for that spot. And he wanted to move it to the spring when they would have a better shot, which I think might have helped this movie just a little bit, uh, but it didn't. They decided not to do it, so stupid move on their part. Um, but yeah, so Brittany, what? what are your thoughts about this movie?
0: Well, Alex.
1: I'm glad you asked.
0: <laughs> glad you asked. <laughs> uh, overall, what it all boils down to is this is just a big old sweet love story yeah um and i loved it (laughs) like i really did it was a really fucking weird way to tell a love story but it fucking works yeah um so it i don't know you go you go from these like deprivation chamber studies on schizophrenia into these genetic code studies based on the same thing and this weird fucking tea mushroom tea shit that he drinks with indians in mexico and i don't know it's fucking literally fucking all over the place it's kind of hard to follow it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to be honest it really doesn't okay but it works okay um and in the end it at the end you're just like this is seriously just a love story isn't it and it is yeah but a really interestingly told love story and a very well acted love story because their chemistry between each other is fantastic yeah all of the chemistry between every actor is great it was a fun ride from start to finish. Like, it was dramatic. It was funny. It was smart. Like, it, it was interesting. I loved it. And this was William Hurt's first feature film, debut right, film. Yeah. Right, And he's fucking incredible.
1: Yeah, he did a really good job. He nailed it.
0: He's incredible.
1: You know, I just... I, before I drop into some of the... I mean, I, I want to tell you just a quick little trivia. Did you know that he read the... I think it was the entire screenplay... Memorized it and they were, it was up in the air whether or not they were going to make this movie. And he read back the entire movie from memory.
0: Holy balls!
1: And said, This is why you need to make this movie. And they were like, Well, yeah, we'll do it. Well, now we got to. He's like, Yeah, we'll do it. And they were like, If you only if you're going to be in it.
0: That's awesome.
1: I thought that was great. That's really cool. Like, wow, man. And you can tell. Oh, yeah. He fucking nailed his it's lines, natural. dude. Yeah, like it he's was not, not acting. It didn't feel like it was like some weird, like he knew that story in and, and out. out yeah, yeah, no, he
0: feels extremely natural the entire time. And that's one of the things that I liked so much about it is that it feels real. Every time he's on the screen, it feels realistic. And I love that. I like yeah. when an actor can fully submerse you into something and take you away from the fact that this is a movie and make you feel like it's not fantasy. Right. So It's very smart. Obviously, like not a lot of people are really going to be able to understand this movie. Um, sure. But I I love smart, psychological, weird fucking thrillers like this. Yeah. And, you know, it touches on a lot of different things and it it's just fucking weird. Uh-huh. But in a good way. Right. It is literally weird in one of the best ways possible. Right. So I thoroughly fucking enjoyed it. And I remember when I first saw this movie, I liked it. But now I have a finer appreciation for it, being older and being able to, like, really look at it and get into the nitty gritty about it. I can appreciate it more. Okay. So I definitely do now. So I'm glad you picked it because yeah, it's I a fun ride.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I haven't seen it in forever. I remember when I was a little kid. I forgot
0: how fucking crazy it got. <laughs> My
1: dad had it on beta. And I always remember looking at the cover going like
0: what the fuck is this?
1: Actually I think they had like uh do you remember those clamshell cases that they used to have? Mm-hmm. And they were, like, black, and they had, the like, the little slip that you could put in there with the movie. Yeah, there I was, love like, those. It was, like, a green border with, like, the picture. Those were so like, cool. They had that one. I think, actually, they also had the cardboard ones, too, that, like, opened up, and it was, like, plastic inside mm-hmm. for the VHS or beta tapes. I don't know. Presentation, okay. whatever.
0: Oh, I have, like, all that shit on VHS, though. I like, th- All my old Disney movies are in those weird yeah. plastic. <laughs> my dad threw all those away. <laughs> Ugh.
1: You know how much money that those was worth? Yeah, A lot. I'm glad I took I took a lot of them with me. When I fucking moved out here, I just literally grabbed like two boxfuls, like huge boxes of movies and said, bye.
0: Mm-hmm. Later.
1: Yeah. He was like, I know you took my movies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, but you weren't going to use them. And he was like, yeah, fair enough. I would rather give them to you anyway. I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> Saddled.
1: But uh, I really did enjoy this movie a lot. It's, uh, it's grown on me even more with age. It's uh, like you said, very smart, very well-written idea. Um, And I'm always down with a movie that uses the mind to delve deeper into some weird area that we've untapped, like an untapped part of the brain or existence or something that we use on a day to day basis. I think it's interesting. It it talks of like, you know, stored genetic memory, you know, that our DNA carries the consciousness in our cells. And that all we need is a little bit of drugs and a deprivation tank to unlock our past lives, which is Pretty interesting. Yep. Or they call the first soul, the first soul. Your first soul, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if it necessarily needs to be the first one, but and I got some interesting information on this. I'll go into the deprivation area, but uh, I think it's extremely stylish, super smart, very meticulous in the way that it's it's told. Uh, the writing of the book, the original book, I'm sure was even more meticulous as well. But the director is also very meticulous and like specific about movements and how things worked. And uh, I never read the book, but apparently the author was actually. Actually, not very fond. He
0: like disowned this movie. Yeah, didn't he, he was
1: pretty upset about it. But honestly, I disagree with him. Uh, although I can't really fully give that comparison because I didn't read the book. Um, but I think it's done well, and supposedly it stayed almost entirely true to the entire story. Yeah, my
0: understanding is it's pretty much verbatim, right?
1: Right. It was more that the original novelist, um, who that was his only book, by the way, the same name. Uh, he didn't like how some of his words were shouted just really weird okay <laughs> uh and how it was overdone like he was just very psycho about it apparently uh but some of the acting uh, was basically a lot of the acting and how they delivered his his words uh were pretty much what made that a problem but uh, a lot of the trips in this were pretty freaky and made you feel pretty uneasy uh, but they were really well done and really—I uh, don't know. It's just—it was like on the brink of CGI, by the way. So a lot of this is like really out there stuff. Um, but along with uh, the score, I really liked. Uh, I thought you were going to hate this because of the score. Because there's no, it wasn't a, that bad? It, it, there's a lot of like weird there's noises. There's parts where it's fucking annoying, but right. it's, it's not that bad. It, it, it actually got some Oscars for it. It won. Brilliant. Or Academy Award, I think it was, yeah.
0: But it fits with the movie, though, so that's, that's oh, probably man. why it's... I don't have a big issue with I it.
1: I loved it, man. I thought it was fucking great. Uh, I think, guys, if you're listening and still, you know, I think if you guys like mind expansion, sort of like science gone wrong, and like the nature of consciousness, and, uh, you know, exactly what the mind is capable of doing, and just science in general, this could be just the perfect movie for you, to be honest, if you haven't seen it. There's a lot of really intriguing history to sensory deprivation and isolation takes that they use back then. Uh, It's actually become kind of popular nowadays and specifically in the drug culture with acid shrooms, ayahuasca, DMT, like all that shit fucking um, like ketamine and shit like that. Uh, But it's pretty crazy stuff to learn about. So it's well worth the trip if you get a chance to like go check it out. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in a little bit here. So, But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good movie and it holds up to today for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's super. Yeah, there's a lot of talky, uh, but it's really well done. So it didn't feel like someone just talking, like reading stereo instructions or something. So but there's a fucking fuck ton of really interesting information. But before we go there, let's kind of uh, tell you a little bit about what happens in this story. Uh, First of all, there's this guy who is a scientist of sorts. He's studying, or he's a psychologist, I'm sorry. Studying schizophrenics. Schizophrenics and how they have disassociation. Uh, He is working with a friend who works alongside of him, like loyal as fuck. Um, Who's the guy that was in the third, uh, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Bob Balaban. But they basically are working together and he has this pet project that he's like interested in because he he finds, you know, they've done DMT research and shit. Mm -hmm. In fact, like he meets this girl who at a party that his buddies, who's his loyal sidekick kind of uh, throws and they introduce each other and they sort of kind of hit it off. Him probably be more a little bit sexual. Uh, Her probably a little bit more looking for some like sort of life partner. Yeah. Uh, but they'd start talking about drugs and you know, this is, this takes place in the 60s, right? Yeah. The movie like the, takes place in the 60s. When it first starts
0: out, yeah, I think it's like 66 or 67.
1: Something like that, yeah. And they, they basically are trying... This is a huge area where they're, the, the tanks were developed this, a lot longer before that. Yeah,
0: but this was when the tanks were being used primarily in research. Right. And they like had the done
1: research with these like deprivation, sensory deprivation tanks, which is where you basically lay in a, a basically a box filled with water salt and water. salt they mix it together and it and it makes it kind of like help you float in the water you close off your eyes, you close off your you know, hearing, you lay in this pool of water. And at some point, some people have had like really serious hallucinations. And so they want to test this on drugs and shit like that and find out. And so he gets this, he moves with this new girlfriend to Boston and they start working. He wants to work on this project again because he's bored with his life. He's gone down the relationship hole with this girl. He doesn't like it. He feels like he's lost his passion. They're kind of on the outs with each other. And his buddy ends up going to work for him on this new project. And he gets funding for it. And they, they work in the basement of this college. And a dep- they have a deprivation tank there. So he finds this shaman in the middle of Mexico of some sort. Some sort of uh, witch doctor whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, I forget what they call him. I don't know I'm not to be I don't want to be inaccurate but I'm just saying he basically deals with uh taking drugs I believe that he's doing that DMT or the fucking uh ayahuasca
0: mouse does mushroom tea
1: was it because it's It's mushroom tea okay
0: because they're picking all those mushrooms and they say this is for next year's or whatever but
1: but it's got like blood and like all kinds of shit in it well yeah
0: he mixes the guy's blood and shit in it but mouse is like it's mushroom tea Like, it's all these weird hallucinogenic mushrooms. Well, you can make ayahuasca. boiled into a tea. So it might be that, but it's definitely... The basis of it is a mushroom tea. It's hallucinogenic mushrooms that are all boiled in with whatever else they mix it into. But it is a mushroom tea.
1: Yeah, they basically... um, They take this shit. He trips the fuck out. He wants to take it back to do research with because he had this mind expansion thing where he he woke up and, like, killed a fucking... (laughs) Uh, What kind of lizard? One of those poisonous lizards? Yeah, it was like some fucking lizard.
0: Kimono dragon, right? I don't
1: know if it was a kimono dragon, but it was definitely one of those poisonous ones in the desert.
0: Yeah, a cute one. You killed it, and I was mad.
1: Yeah. And like and his and his and he had somebody watching him while he was doing this stuff, but they couldn't he couldn't find him or something like that. But I lost track of him. But he takes this stuff back, he starts experimenting with it, and it, it happens to be the one drug that opens his mind even more because when you go into these tanks, you have nothing but your thoughts. You don't have sound, you don't have anything. You're just like left with your thoughts and left in that situation where the drug can kind of take you on this ride and delve deep into probably the pineal gland where you can open up some sort of portal to your fucking past lives and you're in your genetic uh, genetic coding to basically be able to see what it was like. And a lot of people in real life have seen what they think is like their past lives stuff that they can't explain when they've just gone to do the isolation tank. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's interesting because after a while he does this and he becomes addicted to it and the drug starts actually bringing him back to an earlier stage of man. It's like regressing. Yeah. He regresses. So that's just the general idea of what the story is. There's a lot more going on in the movie than what we just explained. But, um, with that said, there actually is some pretty fucking cool uh, stuff I looked up about deprivation, sensory deprivation and shit. Um, first of all, sensory deprivation is a form of, uh, it's like meditation. Mm-hmm. Some people, the, you know, the short bursts that you do, like an hour or something like that, it could be considered like, you know, getting a massage.
0: Yeah, they have these things like you can buy a group on and go do it.
1: Yeah, they're called, um, what do they call it? Float.
0: Float. Yeah.
1: Um. They call them float whatever. It's
0: just it's like buoyancy, like saltwater. Right. Tubes that you float in by yourself.
1: Right, and it's it's also it's mostly just like I said in the short term, it is just like a relaxing thing, but long term usage can cause like legitimate hallucinations because mm-hmm. you your mind just doesn't know how to deal with it, just kind of like you would be lost in the ocean. Right. Um. Some people say that it's uh, extremely exaggerated though, and that it's uh completely under documented. So it was one of those things that they just kind of thought was hokey back in the day. But now it's making a resurgence again, which is really strange. Um, But a lot of people have sought to use it for a myriad of different health issues like hypertension, chronic pain, stress, arthritis, PMS, like all kinds of pain issues. A lot of that. And, you know, anything psychological somewhat, too. Um, But the isolation tank was developed in 1954 uh, by Dr. John C. Lilly, which I mentioned earlier. He did it to conduct research on the mind and the brain because back in that day, they had some questions about whether or not people or the brain would exist without exterior stimulation. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to find out whether or not you could isolate the exterior and your brain still function, which, I mean, it did. Right. But it did even more for some people. Uh, but the link between, you know, the consciousness mind, conscious mind and the external mind, basically. But the first real tank wasn't an isolation tank. It was actually to learn how Navy divers spent long periods of time underwater and how it would affect them. Right. And then they turned that into an isolation tank because of the what happened. It was interesting for them.
0: Isn't it partially how they trained them, too? Uh, I
1: think so, maybe. Maybe earlier on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's a little bit different. They do it in pools and shit like that. I think they
0: did that in like, this movie like, with Cuba Gooding Jr. in it. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. They but go through some pretty- It's like him the... and I think it's like Robert De Niro or some shit. That's a you, really good fucking movie.
1: You know those medic guys that jump out of helicopters from the Navy ships? Yeah. Those motherfuckers go through some fucking training, A dude. lot of them
0: do, yeah. Yeah,
1: like, like holding your breath underwater-
0: For like minutes.
1: Like minutes and then doing it over and over and over again for hours. Mm-hmm. Like it's fucked up. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. And I
0: know the di- deep sea divers and shit, like Navy divers, have to go through some intense training. They
1: have to, yeah. Yeah.
0: You have to be able to
1: do it. Yeah. Um, um, but also, the uh, it, it, this is what kind of inspired the director of this movie, by the way, too, to kind of want to be a part of this because he liked that. There's some people that really don't like the isolation tank. It's because it's got kind of like a dirty history to it. Right. Because of the drug link, a lot of people wanted to expand their mind even further with drugs. And so it's kind of gotten like that little, Bad you know, rap. it's like the dirty family secret, you yeah. know, you don't want it's to talk about. It's stepchild. Right. <laughs> so even though there are people who, you know, really, really, really I'd, I'd say that this is the best I thing, really believe in like it, this yeah. is better than pot or doing drugs in general, it's just it's like that's how they feel about it and that it helps focus their life. So um, but back in the day when they first started doing this, when they first did this shit, dude, they wore these like gimp masks, dude, like they called them uh, blackout masks mm-hmm. And they would wear like literally like what looks like a latex like gimp mask with a fucking hose that they stuck in <laughs> yeah. their mouth. Did you see the pictures yeah. of that
0: shit? It's fucking crazy. I
1: was like, Jesus Christ, dude! That's like some serious some like f- fucking
0: sadistic fucking crap.
1: Yeah, that is not comfortable. Like,
0: no, absolutely not. <laughs> it's not comfortable in any way, shape, or form. Right.
1: Um. But it, apparently, in 1981, you know, years later, it sort of boomed and. um, you know, well, I mean, it, it was booming in the '60s. Did a little bit in the '70s, and then the '80s, it kind of had a little bit of a resurgence. Timothy Leary was a big proponent of that kind of fucking thing. Um, and you know who's like one of the biggest advocates for this shit right now? Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm not joking. I mean, it doesn't. It's not that surprising.
0: <laughs> no, it's um, not shocking to me. Yeah, at all. because he takes Joe so Rogen's many fucking drugs. Fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: Have you heard him talk about DMT Joe and like Rogen what the fuck that's fucking all about? Crazy. Right.
0: That motherfucker is insane.
1: Uh, but Joe Rogan is like a huge, he's really big supporter of sens- sensory def- deprivation, aka flotation tanks. And uh, he calls it kind of like a unlayering an onion. He said that, you know, the first few times that he did it, you know, he only went so deep. Later on, he went deeper and deeper and deeper. And now he, he said, the more you use it, the more you learn about yourself and relax and kind of be able to focus your mind and like let go of all the dumb shit. In your life, because you're actually having a conversation with yourself and understanding yourself. Like, you'll go in with problems and come out, he says, you know. So he's at the, cl- the he finds it to be the closest you can get to the universe and your mind. Yeah. So, which, which is I interesting.
0: Understand. I mean, I would do it.
1: Uh, He said he also told about... I was looking this up. It's interesting. Joe Rogan had a hallucination on it. He said one of the worst hallucinations he had during it. He had one uh, about being in the jungle with, like, indigenous people. And they were speaking to him in another language. So, like, he was talking to them and understanding them, even though he didn't understand the language. So he had this, like, disassociation with it. And he said he could smell the rain. He could... He could hear the sounds in the forest, and
0: then they ate
1: him. Like he was actually, yeah, I know, right? The green inferno. Green inferno. Yeah, <laughs> he was just in an Eli Roth film. <laughs> what happened? And Is he was he like, and they were like, week? cut, and he was like, "Fuck, Shit. Joe Rogan." Uh, no, <laughs> but but no, it's interesting because he he literally felt like he was there, and he he said that he well, as soon as he realized that. He was understanding it and and said that to himself in English, in his mind. It brought him out and he was like, oh, fuck, come back. But he said he also took edibles with it. Yeah. Not surprising. Right. Uh, took some pot. So Took,
0: took some pot. <laughs>
1: but he said it, he really Weeds. thinks it's like, you know, that it's like, okay, here's an example. When you look at animals that have evolved over time, there is a memory that stays with them because it changes their fucking, their makeup like how do we have bugs that are stick bugs that blend in with trees mm-hmm. or leaves or what does why does an animal know to kick its feet to cover up its shit or why does a you know baby or a kid feel like monsters exist like there's this inherent like genetic thing that that makes us scared of certain things because of our genetic history mm-hmm. so he's saying that maybe we are able to You know, reach that memory. You know, through generations or whatever of those things.
0: Tap into it,
1: right? And that's exactly what this movie's about. So it's pretty interesting. Um, Now, remember, you said you would like, yeah, load me up with some ketamine.
0: (laughs) I was totally joking. Yeah,
1: well, I know you were, but
0: (laughs) I mean, I would do this, but I would do it sober. I don't want to be on drugs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, shoot me up with some ketamine.
0: Let's do it. Ketamine's <laughs> I mean stupid. You just get feel like you're really drunk for like thirty minutes. Yeah, and, that's I, it. and
1: it's so funny that you can't grab things. You know, like it's fun. It's
0: stupid. <laughs> ketamine is dumb. I'm like, I, I can just drink over. Alcohol. Why
1: is my head li- red liquid? I
0: don't like this.
1: <laughs> um, no, but one person did die from actually shooting up ketamine by yeah. himself and putting himself in the yeah tank. Right. Yeah. His name was D.M. Turner.
0: Dumb Turner. Camp.
1: No. 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 Sorry. No. DMT think about yeah. it I think yeah. that's why he named himself that he was just really into the drug culture I guess probably but um, the, anyway back to the movie though uh, some of the some of the uh, cast a lot of the cast actually a lot of people that worked on the movie actually tried out the tank themselves yeah uh, Brown the woman who uh, was in starting the role she tried it she said it was very peaceful and relaxing uh, William Hurt tripped the fuck out. Yeah, apparently, was say,
0: wasn't he the only one that hallucinated? Yeah,
1: he was the like, only one.
0: Everyone else thought it was like nothing or super tranquil, and then William Hurt like hallucinated the fuck wow. out.
1: <laughs> Think about how dedicated he was to the movie. Exactly.
0: Like I'm like, of course he's gonna be the one that fucking hallucinates, like, trips the fuck like, out. Like, Come like... on, <laughs> did he really? Did go? he was he
1: was really naked in this movie a lot?
0: He was. All of them. Yeah, are, really. I got to see a lot of tips. Yeah, dip dick tips.
1: Little tips and like Little rolling tips. around. Mm.
0: What's up, dick tip? <laughs>
1: Salty tips. Salty tips. <laughs>
0: Salty nips. Saline
1: tips. Saline tips. A lot of nips and saline, saline tips. <laughs> uh, also, um, Ken Russell said that Warner Brothers tried to hire about twenty six directors before this before he got hired.
0: <laughs> He's number twenty seven.
1: Yeah, he. They all passed up on it.
0: Good for you, Ken Russell. I think it's
1: one of his best films. Wait, so, be number I mean, twenty seven. Right? It's kind of weird, right? It is crazy. It apparently was owned by... Um,
0: I want to know what other directors they offered it to.
1: I think it was like uh, Paramount Pictures before this, and then Warner Brothers bought it. So they bought the rights to it anyway. Remember I was telling you about how they used a lot of like really cool special effects and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. This is probably one of the earliest user of primitive CGI.
0: Yeah, this is like bridge era right. CGI. Right. This uses.
1: is like the earliest works of it. Yeah, so...
0: it looks better than today's CGI.
1: Yeah, they... they... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I prefer
1: it typically like I don't I don't want to get into a tangent about this but we're not
0: going to we I, I would just say yeah. I will say
1: that it's okay to use it on the scenery yes and like you know and
0: then we're done
1: and then we're done okay yeah <laughs> moving along uh, but the final transformation segment scanned in footage of uh, William Hurt wearing a Dick Smith distorted bodysuits and added in granular energy effect by computer afterwards so the film was also one of the first movies to use computer assistance to make rotoscope mats uh which were needed for both Hertz and Brown's transformation in the final scene. So they kind of did it over top of it. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, some of the sequences of hell in the movie, by the way, were from 1935's Dante's Inferno.
0: Yes! I knew it! Seen, I knew it! And I'd seen it. It
1: was all the parts where all the people were in hell burning yes. and shit. Yeah. I'm
0: so excited for myself, because I was like, that's Dante's Inferno the whole time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's a pretty old film, but... It's
0: a great fucking film. I haven't
1: seen it in forever, but I, and that's, that's the one that I remember, because I always remember when I was a kid, it freaked me out a little bit.
0: That's scary. I was like, is
1: that what hell's like?
0: It's a fucking creepy-ass movie. Right. Um, Dope. It's creepy.
1: I uh, I mentioned that, you know, the original novel writer, Patty Ch- Ch- Chayefsky, uh, and the director had issues. I guess apparently Ken Russell, the director, had him banned from the set. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly, Patty tried to have him as the director removed from the project, and Ken was like, fuck you, get off my set. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Ken Russell is kind of a wild guy too, man. Like you can tell that his style is very. uh, I liked his style. I thought it's. I think it's a pretty kind of a lost thing. Mm -hmm. He's got some art art style to him. He's got some artistic direction, and uh, and it kind of shows too because apparently he took a lot of mushrooms and drank a fuck ton on the set. So he's uh, you know one of those tortured soul kinds. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so, of course, you know, are going to get some weird shit out of they that. good drug movies. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That makes me wonder what fucking Terry trips. Gilliam was taking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking his movies are a trip, man. Um, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, did you have some favorite scenes
0: that you well, enjoyed? The first time he, that they show him, I guess, hallucinating. Yeah,
1: he's tripping out.
0: Um, When he's having all these sacrilegious, like, thoughts, views, or whatever. That's really cool. Like, of his dad. And a
1: a preacher and shit yeah
0: it's like his dad dying in bed and then this preacher and he turns into this like weird like zombie dead preacher thing i don't know it's fucking nuts like that whole sequence of like trip pretty much yeah it's fucking bonkers i loved
1: all the like visual imagery in that i thought it was awesome yeah it was
0: beautiful it was really cool and I, i i loved it and i did really like his trip too when he gets fucking high on the mushroom tea with the indians
1: Right. That was awesome. They used a lot of, like, the same techniques that they used in that, in this movie, they used in many other movies after it. Like,
0: mm. I think they
1: used it in Dreamscape. Probably. A uh, bunch of different stuff. Dreamscape's kind of a trippy movie.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: not my favorite, but it's still cool. Um, I like the part where after he comes out of the tank, and he does the x-rays saying he's like, oh, and spoiler alert, by the way, guys, I just want to let you know, this is where we get into the spoiler section, but, you know, I try not to ruin too much. We won't tell you the ending necessarily, but try yeah, our best. I
0: feel like we shouldn't, because it'll ruin it.
1: Right. I try not to do the ending, and, you know, unless it's, like, really pisses me off.
0: Like last time. Right.
1: <laughs> um, but there, he goes, he gets out of the tank, and he's, like, made this, like, gorilla noise in the tank. Mm -hmm. And they were like, what the fuck is that? Because all these people are like researching him as his sidekick guy. And this other guy who's kind of like the the The, skeptic doctor. Yeah, he's like a doctor and he's friends with them. But he's like the biggest skeptic. Um, But he gets out. He gets a fucking x-ray of his throat because he can't talk. And essentially he was talking about how he saw like he was eating a goat and like blood was coming out of his mouth. Or like he bit a goat into its neck like as a primitive mm-hmm. and then he was like describing it as it was happening and then when he gets out of the thing they're all like you're crazy and they wipe the blood off burn the rag and
0: <laughs> and he's not talking he's just grunting and like making noises because he's completely regressed to this physically physically to yeah. this primitive like he's basically a, a fucking monkey and i love that part when he shows the scans the x-rays to the x-ray technician
1: He's like, this is a fucking he's gorilla. Like, this
0: man's a fucking gorilla. And Isn't I'm like, it that ah. guy from
1: Night No. Yeah, from Night Court. I
0: probably. I
1: can't think he's of like, his Your name. Your
0: man's a fucking gorilla. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. uh yeah,
1: that's but, pretty cool. but it was really cool. Like right after that they have his arm. It like bubbles up and then also yeah. on his stomach. Like this the the practical effects in this are pretty cool. They're awesome. Um they did some really cool stuff in this. I thought it was like unique and kind of very body horror. Um, kind of a Cronenberg. video drum or scanners kind of thing. Very
0: Cronenberg.
1: It really is.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure.
1: And it's kind of mind expanding too, because it's this is the kind of like intriguing shit. When I was a kid, I always got a, like, like inspired by like, and I was always interested in.
0: This is stuff that inspired cool movies like The Cell.
1: Right, right. I'm sure it did. And train yeah. spotting
0: and you know shit well, like that.
1: What's another scene that you have?
0: Uh, when he. Is totally regressed into his like monkey state. Right. He's like a literal fucking monkey. And he follows this pack of like rabid dogs um, and hops the fence and somehow manages to be in the Bronx Zoo. Right. Yeah. And your first initial interaction is he's where was he? Um.
1: Oh, the rhino. Yes. Mm-hmm. He
0: like hops the fence and all of a sudden he's facing a rhino and I'm like, how ah,
1: ah. the fuck? Well, and it's a different actor too, I think.
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because he's smaller. He's really
1: short, yeah. Yeah,
0: he's way smaller of a build and he's fast.
1: Yeah, because he was saying like, oh, he was he's like, like, oh, they're circus-y. like four feet tall and they're like primitive. You could tell. Yeah, whatever. no,
0: whoever wore that suit was definitely not William Hurt because he yeah. was like really short and really quick and very acrobatic.
1: Oh, dude, that guy was good, Nuts. man. Yeah, yeah, it was super, like, he, Nimble little monkey, he worked he?
0: for the circus. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he comes face-to-face with a rhino, and then later elephants, and then he tries to steal food from a tiger. <laughs> Which is weird. And then he ends up with, like, the antelope and, like, goats and shit, and then he, like, eats one.
1: I think it was just sheep. <laughs> or sheep, whatever yeah. the fuck they
0: are. Um, But, yeah, then he kills one, just like he did in his trip earlier on. And he eats
1: it, dude. That part where he throws a fucking rock at its head, I was, oh, like, oh. I was like, Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I was I cracking up. I laughed a little bit. I was like, Damn, it was just like, dude! I was I'm like, a- I was like, How did they do that? <laughs> I was like, That it's poor so fucking sheep. <laughs> did you see that? I accidentally squeezed uh, to- Murray's fucking uh, toy, and it's you squeaked right when it right squeaked. When I
0: did it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like weird. Timing.
1: It's, uh, yeah, some sound effects, guys. That's that's how we do it You're here. You're welcome. So he like threw the the he rock, rock at its head. All-
0: <laughs> you just gotta squeeze it but yeah. don't squeeze don't let oh, it go oh yeah <laughs> ah, no but one, you see no. it like how it it
1: like really fell over and I was like how did they do that oh that poor
0: fucking sheep <laughs> I feel bad for it. Pretty but, yeah. sure it was a sheep or a girl, And then yeah. all of a sudden, the guy comes to, like, the whoever works at the zoo. He's coming to, like, check on shit. And then he sees, like, William Hurt's body laying next to this fucking mangled corpse of a sheep. And he doesn't even get in trouble. No. He goes to jail for, like, five minutes. Like, what the <laughs> That's fuck? it. Dude bit a fucking
1: shit. Ch- yeah, like, you find a dude naked in the zoo.
0: You obviously assume next to, he fucks to a some dead animals. animal,
1: and he's got blood on his fucking face. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he probably fucking did he it. He
0: probably fucked it and then ate it.
1: Yeah, I would be suing the motherfucker. Yeah, like go, if I were the zoo, you're and it's, gross. it's
0: the it's the city zoo. Yeah, that is the fucking staple. One of these staples of the Bronx is their fucking zoo. Right? So it's kind of like
1: wouldn't the city fucking put him in jail? It's weird. And then it's longer like, than five minutes. They were like, "Yeah, they found a dead uh, a sheep Goop. out there. Sheep. How the fuck did they do that? That's so Ooh, weird. So
0: crazy. Like who would
1: have done it? I don't know. The naked guy laying next to the
0: dead body. Yeah, and they leave it alone. And then all of a sudden, they're like, they said that a monkey broke out from your fucking laboratory or whatever and almost killed a security guard. Do you know anything about that? And that's all they say. And it's it. And I'm like, He almost killed two security guards. Like I'm pretty sure he killed one. That was
1: probably the only loose logic I could find. Yeah,
0: just those those that
1: particular bit. Yeah, come on. That was like, oh, come on. But like, whatever. I didn't care. I was so engrossed in the film anyway. All the like changes that he goes through, and like the like effects on like the end the end of the floor and shit, where it's like swirling around. Yeah. Fuck, that's so badass. You know what it reminded me of? (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie My Science Project? Nope. Oh, fuck, dude. I love that movie. I don't know. It's not great. It's What is great? It's just they have some cool effects in there, and it's fucking badass. And the effects in this one were even almost as cool, if not yeah, better. Could have been better. I don't know. It's just weird. Or no, mystery. If you like weird science, you'll probably like My Science Project. It's fucking weird and funny. Uh, anyway, uh, one of the other scenes that I really liked is uh, Eddie is in the chamber uh, the last time and he's uh, mangled. He's this mangled lump of human. <laughs> Looks like a thumb or some shit. I don't <laughs> fucking, yeah. like thumb that had sex with a pig or he something. I don't like... fuck. Like, I don't know what the fuck he is, but it's it's all fucking mangled, fuck up, which it, it kind of opens that. That's what I was talking about, the typhoon on the floor. And it's swirling around and it breaks down the cells and the, to atoms and it's like trippy as fuck. Like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. I thought it was badass. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> I'm
0: still stuck on the thumb that had sex with a pig
1: (laughs) It's so weird It's weird It kind of reminds me of like the guy from uh, Basket Case The like creature from Basket Case Yeah Like who's like I don't fuck. (laughs) Sorry I'm trying to do an imitation of Basket Case It's not working out (laughs) If you could only see me now guys Uh, ah, Fuck I don't want to ruin it but it's such a cool scene
0: The end? Yeah No don't It will ruin it.
1: Just Okay, so for those of you who have seen it, the part where he touches her, I'll just say that. That shit is off the fucking chain. I was like, what the fuck? And you can see like the stuff that they used on it. It kind of stuck to the wall
0: or something. Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck?
1: Green screen. Probably. Right. Interesting. 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 Hmm. (laughs) But that shit was fucking badass. Like what she, you know, what happens to her?
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. Christina was like really turned off by the fact I was masturbating while watching <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry guys had to squeeze in a dick joke
0: welcome to the show you piece of shit
1: <laughs> and uh don't let the door hit
0: you when a good lord split you <laughs> I hate that saying <laughs> <It's> stupid
1: <laughs> I know um but yeah I don't know what you so so what did you think of this I mean ultimately I liked it yeah you it have any awesome. final thoughts no any uh Jerry Springer Talks. For the... <laughs> the what? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you're gonna fall in love, don't do it with a scientist that wants to revert back to a monkey.
0: Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> don't do it.
1: It's so funny because, like, the whole movie. Like, the funny part about it is, is that the whole movie. It's like warning sign after warning sign. Of like this is, not a, this guy guy. This is yeah. not a guy you should date. This is not a guy you should date. This is not. Hey, I'm gonna date you anyway. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But that's why I'm you... gonna
0: marry you and have kids with you.
1: Yeah, uh, you're an emotional, um... emotionless piece of a uh, robot. Yeah, and uh, I think I love you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> How do you find love? I don't know. Maybe I'm being a dick. Uh, but he seems like a sociopath. Am I right?
0: He is a sociopath. You know what I mean? Like, there's he something. seem like one. He is one. right.
1: Like, you know. <laughs> Hey, if you want to fuck a
0: sociopath, maybe you like it. I don't know. Fuck I mean, it. Fucking one's fun, but <laughs> marrying one, no That's case.
1: right. She was like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I enjoy it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the sex is always...
1: Um... I feel like I'm being harpooned by fucking Captain... <laughs> shit was so fucking funny. Yeah, what, I forgot about oh that my God. part. Sometimes, like, don't get me Sometimes wrong, but I feel, I feel like, like I'm getting harpooned uh, by fucking Captain Ahab or oh, some just, shit.
0: Just, uh, whatever she said after that. I, I remember the harpooned part, and then she goes into something e- extra. He's like, I'm am
1: like... I weird a little when we have sex? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, I can stop it. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 I kind of like it. I kind of
0: like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, fucking a sociopath is all fun, but, like, don't marry one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Don't, I don't fucking think. marry a sociopath. I don't,
1: I, I don't even think that's a real terminology anymore, but... A sociopath? It isn't. It's, it absolutely is. It's because there's better terminology for it because there's different degrees. You
0: still call them sociopaths. So it's kind of
1: like, you know, like when you say, uh, what is it called? Uh, what is the stomach thing that everybody always says? When You got irritable bowel syndrome. IBS. Yeah, it's like the IBS of fucking psychology. Yeah. It really is because there's so many different types. There's celiacs celiacs and uh, Right. Well
0: you can get into specifics but I'm just what I'm saying, yeah. but they don't
1: it's not a terminology they technically use. I feel
0: like psychopath is more of the generic Well they
1: they say the
0: sociopath is very different. Like very
1: dissociative disorder, shit. Yeah. Like well that. there's yeah,
0: there's different levels. Right. For sure. But yeah, it's sociopaths are just flat out terrifying people. Right. So they have no well, connection that's or emotion or whatever at all. I no can't reason.
1: Okay, here's here's. I'm gonna leave you guys with this shit, okay? And I want you guys to answer it in the fucking thing here, okay? I'm gonna let Brittany uh, stare at me with like <laughs> no idea what the fuck I just said. Excellent. But this is one of the questions that they That's used how to I test. Always stare at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the questions they used to test to see if you're a sociopath, and it's just. It's one. Keep in mind, just because you can't answer it or you don't come up with the answer doesn't mean you're a fucking sociopath. It's just interesting
0: way of thinking,
1: okay? Go. So before we leave, guys, first of all, thank you for coming by. We appreciate you. Uh, Make sure that you share this episode. It goes a long way to help us out, okay? It really does mean a lot to us when you guys reach out, tell a friend, whatever it is. Phone a friend. Uh, We become magical on our minds, and it (laughs) makes us feel like we're unicorns. Fairies. Unicorn face. So you know what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) uh, Anyway, so here's the story, okay? (laughs) So a woman who has a sister is, okay, we'll call this woman Jill. Her sister is Jane. Jane is married to Bob. So Jane and Bob have this relationship and Jill does not. One day, Bob dies. And so, and Jill and Jane obviously go to the funeral, Right. Jill, who whose sister Jane's husband just died. You know what I mean? She goes to the the funeral. They go to the you know, the the thing afterwards to with the family and friends and everything to kind of like talk about old times and be there for the family. The wake. Yeah. And she meets a guy there and she like really hits it off. Jill and this random guy. She girl that's widowed. Right. Okay. So they're sitting at this party talking, having a really good talk, and all of a sudden, uh, it's, you know, everybody's leaving, and she forgets to get the guy's number. So she kills her sister. What? Yeah. We'll just leave it at that.
0: How does that test if you're a sociopath? Do you know why? No.
1: That's the, uh,. That's one of the questions right there. That's oh. why.
0: Oh, that makes sense. I'm not a sociopath then.
1: <laughs> right. Like I said, <laughs> doesn't mean you're a sociopath. Have, sociopaths. You sociopaths might just be Sociopaths have
0: no connection. Right. With anything.
1: I mean, I could spoil it for you, but I'll save it for the next episode, so I'll tell you guys then, so you'll have to tune in. Tune in? Yeah, time. slick old Alex. <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for coming by and You're all sociopaths.